0: yo 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 once again we back this is with this messenger's podcast of course i'm mo i'm mike you know i got my dog drew money on the balls of course I, I, I. how y'all feeling feeling good
1: got my dog uh, mac from houston in the building with us today how you doing big dog i'm living you know what i'm saying we uh we finally made it to the big league this is where i want to be so mike i was uh you know
2: i've been watching y'all's podcast and whatnot and i enjoy watching y'all do y'all thing uh, episode casual conversation and i want to be a part of this so i'm just glad to be here
1: appreciate you man yeah my dog that's been, what's up.
2: been a day one supporter man
0: that's what's up that's what's up thank you bro it's
2: absolutely no problem
1: yeah man so tell it tell the people about yourself man
2: uh my name is mac 25 years old one of the youngest houston uh rap historians and archivist in my city you know what i'm saying so One of my biggest things right now is documenting uh, Houston's rap culture for our upcoming museum. Now, Houston has never had a Houston rap museum. We don't have a rock museum. We have a natural science museum, an art museum, and a contemporary art museum. So this is very big for the city in the sense of, you know, uh, there were independent labels in the South that were making millions of dollars off these just independent labels. And Houston being one of the uh, very, you know, being one of the forefronts of uh, Southern rap, we had a lot going on. There was millions, literally millions, being made. Uh, you know, Dope House Records, suave House, wreck mm-hmm. Shop, Shortstops Records, uh, Swisher House. You know, I could go on for days. Right. As far mm-hmm. as concerned, but uh.
1: Yeah, you had just you just had opened up a store recently, right? Second? You had just opened up a store recently, right?
2: Of course. Uh well not a store, but we did a uh we did a pop-up.
1: Yeah, this, that's what it was.
2: Uh, we did a pop up at a studio space and I got to showcase a lot of what I have. Uh I got over three hundred, you know, over three hundred plus cassettes, still collecting vinyls, uh Houston rap, uh rap memorabilia. You know, from tees promo, you know, t-shirts promo, uh, promo stuff from tours. Uh, I actually, I think one of my most valuable pieces right now, and I felt very indifferent when I had to buy it, but I felt like it had to be a part of the set. Was uh, I have DJ Screw's obituary. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, I felt like that had to be, you know, that had to be like a a a piece of the set that I definitely had to show off. That, along with my, you know, illustrious few screw tapes that I have, people don't know that, you know, these tapes is actually worth a lot. And just to go out of my way to work the way I do and hustle for what I want to do, um, just for people to come back and be like, how do you acquire these types of things? And be like, how do you even know about these types of things? It's it's very big. uh, It's very big to me to just go back and be able to research and know what was going on in my city because one of the biggest rap collectives in Houston uh, is South Park Coalition. But we always hear about, you know, you hear about Screwed Up Click. Uh You hear about the Swisher House. Screwed Up Click really did run a great summer with the 90s were just for Swisher House to come and be the forefront of commercial uh, commercial success in the early 2000s. So Houston has always had their sound. We've always had, you know, a very pimple sound. We was doing, motherfuckers was doing shows at, uh, South by Southwest. I'm still pulling up old shows from South by Southwest with, like, the Black Monks, Mr. 3-2, Convicts. Um, uh, it's a lot, you know, just hitting people with random, uh, hip-hop facts. I just told my, uh, I just told my partner the other day, he was talking to me about some Snoop Dogg story that was going on, and, uh, trying to figure out, like, where where they went wrong at death row. And we were talking about Southern artists that were getting signed to death row, such as the Convicts. And he's like, I didn't know that the Convicts had left Rap lots to go sign with, uh, with Suge. And we're like, that was a very short-lived moment. They made it to a roster. There was nothing really set that they put out. But uh, if you hop on YouTube, they have a few songs. I think it's like two or three songs that they might have that were unreleased. And you get to see, you know, Mr. Three, two, uh, his lyrical stance, and then you can hear Snoop, and you can kind of hear where Snoop got a little bit of his style from. Harvey Love, one of you know Houston's most prestigious producers, even said, you know, uh, you can hear it in like the way Snoop talks, mm-hmm. and how you know when they were around, Snoop was still young, so it's easy to, you know, a lot of a lot of the, you know his style and whatnot. Being influenced, so uh, did you tell me? I don't
1: know. We, we, did you tell me, um, your pops had some ties like within the industry too?
2: Oh, most definitely. So, my father, Will Strickland, all right. So, how this I think it really started when he was going to Rice University. He was one of the first, uh, he was one of the first DJs to have his own, you know, rap syndicated uh, radio station at Rice University. That's one, two. He was the first person to have "Tell Me Something Good" by UGK play over Rice University waves, mm. and the reaction that that's, they got that's amazing.
0: It. That's what's <laughs> up.
2: It, one of the one of the reactions that they got out of it, it was constant. Uh, they were receiving constant calls for the, you know, uh, the playback of the song over the course of the whole like night, coming into the morning. And if I don't recall, he also told me that after that happened, they end up uh, him and Bun end up going to, I believe, Shipley's and splitting the donut holes and, you know, some chocolate milk and just sitting down and talking about mm-hmm. what the future holds as far as UGK's, uh, you know, UGK's music careers are concerned and whatnot. So that was interesting. Uh, his rap sheet is actually amazing. It's like, it's absolutely amazing. From working at lot, working at RCA, he helped Wu-Tang Clan get signed to RCA
1: so Man, if you that's go back show. and
2: look at if you go back and look at the credits on the back of uh Into the 36 Chambers, or even if you listen to uh Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with, when they're shouting out people at the end of the, you know, at the end of the song, you know, shout out Gavin Wu, Will Strickland, uh people from the source, shit like that, it's in there. Uh-huh. And the impact is so deep that the RZA still talks about it to this very day. Um
1: it was a lot of shit, you know. Man, that's what's up, man. So I got a question for you. So who who's your favorite out of Houston all time, and like who's your who's the one that you like right now? Who's upcoming? Who might not have no big notoriety like that?
2: That's a good question, yeah. Um, I I couldn't say face. I didn't really, you know. I grew to love face due to my dad, but I can't say face myself. I have to say Mr. 3-2. I have to say Mr. 3-2. Mr. 3-2 has such a braggadocious style. It was smooth. It was sort of like, as far as uh, his style was concerned, I felt like I was seeing what... I was seeing what uh, E-40 is. To the Bay is what I felt Mr. 3-2 was to Houston. Uh, Right. So, kind of like real slick and sly, you know, slick and sly in his flows. He can switch his flows multiple ways. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to get the message in the song. You're going to like the song. If you don't like the song, then, you know, there was something on the album that he had for you. You got Hit the Highway with, you know, uh, what was it? Hit the Highway with Short Dog. Uh, he got songs with A ball and MJG, UGK, had the first burst on one day in uh, UGK, off UGK's uh, Riding Dirty album. I don't know, It just, it, it's it's always been about Mr. Two. From just like black monks, me and one of the original members of the Ghetto Boys, end up breaking off doing The Convicts, then end up doing solo and doing his solo career, still being a screwed up clique member and being signed to Rap-A-Lot Records. It's a lot, his, his track sheet was uh, amazing. And I wish I could have met him before he passed. As far as current day artists, uh, there's an artist from here in Southwest Houston. And I have been watching him since, he. no, yeah, I have been watching dudes since I was in high school. And just to see his artistry get him to this point, uh, he just did a song produced by Monty Booker and uh, Kenny Beats. His name is Reginald Helms from Southwest Houston, Texas. And he's signed to, you know, to Stomp Down Records, same label that Maxo is signed to. So he's managed by uh, Uncle Toby, who's also, you know, Maxo's manager and whatnot. And just to know that he went from being, uh, uh, just went from being a rapper to now being this, I guess you could see, say, like it has soul elements to it. Mm-hmm. So if you go back and uh, if you look up Reginald Holmes, you know uh, "Southside Fade" or "I Don't Want to Cry Anymore." You know, they're great songs. He just right now it's, it's the time that he's building up to an album. We're ready for the album. We're uh, waiting on a lot of Houston artists to drop, but that one specifically, I think that I'm I'm very excited for Reggie. I'm proud of his progress.
1: Word, that's what's up. When's the um Screws movie supposed to come out?
2: The what, The All Screwed Up. They they actually they actually released it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say too much on the actual what they did to the All Screwed Up. It, it's supposed to be like a short biopic. I watched it. It was on it's on YouTube right now. I didn't really care for it. That's as much as I'm gonna say about it. There could have been a million other things that could have been documented in the movie.
1: Uh I thought it was actually supposed to be like like in theaters type. I remember seeing like a trailer for it.
2: Yeah, they they uh COVID, you know? COVID,
1: oh yeah, yeah, to like, yeah.
2: There's gonna be select showings at theaters around the city. So I was gonna do a theater on the south side, theater on the north side, one in uh East End, one in the southwest, but uh I think they did do a shorthand showing and they did a pop-up for it and everything the pop-up was more you know i I felt like the pop-up was more solid than actually going to see the movie i watched the movie i stopped while i'm on my route at work and uh i ended up turning it on and i watched like i think the first 15 20 minutes after watching the first 15 20 minutes I started skimming through it i'm like this is this was very poor to me it was uh I understand people have a budget to meet and whatnot,
3: mm-hmm.
2: but when when you die, I don't know. They do they do what's right for the brand, but not for the legacy. Mm-hmm. And it's always been that as far as biopics are concerned. Like they did a biopic, Filthy. They got Flex playing Michael Jackson. <laughs> Big violation. No, that
3: <laughs> shit was nasty. Come on, man. Like, that Flex one, know?
1: that Flex and Michael Jackson one was the nastiest one, bro.
0: They not gonna let Flex live that one down. Hell no. <laughs> oh, it
2: was it, listen. It was it was a violation. You you can't. You, it was a deep violation, and people just accepted that, or there was outrage to it. But at least we got some funny memes out of it.
0: So I, I think if that, that flex movie came out like like in current times, that shit would have got pulled. There with social media and shit through. like that. Like that flex movie same wouldn't movie. survive back then. Same
2: way they did the uh, same way they did the Michael Jordan.
0: Right. Yeah, the oh, Michael, they did the Michael, Michael, Michael Jordan bro, filthy boy. too. That was bogus. That was bogus. That was bogus. I don't even think he was wearing Jordans in that shit though. Like, even the Chicago jersey was like yeah. off-brand. They had to. They had to uh, I think there was supposed
2: to be like they had some type of copyright shit against that. That's the reason why he couldn't uh, wear Jordans on it. Yeah. If that was the case, I would just did the whole like. If anything,
1: it would have been no purpose in my have, opinion. It been
2: I would no just need. put tape. I would just wrap tape around the shoes. They'd be like, all right, we're gonna wrap. You know what I'm saying? That way, they can't say, "All right, well, we know those are Jordans," but at the same time, they're wrapped up, so it's like you can't really say anything about it. Yeah, unless they go, you know, or well, cover the thing. logo or something. They probably. Hit
1: but it. then at that point, it would have just been like it would have been pointless. I would even have ran that shit. I forgot about that movie. Yeah, I forgot about
0: that, that shit. Was they came around the same time the it Michael Jackson one came on? It was that bad. But as far as uh, biopics
2: nowadays, I think the I think the good, I think the best one I've seen lately. I just got done watching that uh Billie Holiday joint on uh Hulu and she did an amazing job. I can't remember the actress's name, but she did an amazing job playing Billy Holiday. And I didn't know that they was really throwing like they was throwing heroin charges at this woman. They knew she was a heroin addict. you know, she they knew she was an addict, and they were really trying to send her to jail for singing a song about uh, you know, people being lynched in America, black people being Lynch in America. It was a very prominent thing and you know, end up being one of the songs to uh light the fire as far as uh as far as uh so you well social issues in America at the mm-hmm. time, you know? So
1: I gotta check that out. I had a chance to yeah, check that a, out. It's a,
2: it's a good it's real good, but it seemed like that was the whole movie. You'd be like, all right, well, I'm gonna sing. I'm gonna sing. And be like, no, fuck that. We're gonna throw this heroin charge at you. No conspiracy charge. We got you on possession every single time. And you keep letting, you know what I'm saying? You keep letting them, like, it, it just keeps happening. And I'm like, all right, this is monotonous. But it was still good because she could sing. The acting was there and whatnot. So, uh, Multiple aspects of that, it was a good movie. Whatever, so I, I, I'll
1: take it for what it was. That's what's up. You had a chance to check out uh Ray and Ghost uh versus last night. Mo, you had a chance to
3: check
2: that out. I,
1: I watched, some I of watched part of it, I'm not
2: gonna lie.
0: Listen, uh, Ghost came out in those two tones. I was like, Yeah, I gotta go get me some. Uh, I gotta you know, go hey, those Wally's, shit. those
2: those Wally's was cold, bro. <laughs> <laughs> there was called, the, the main call, you took it off, and then the New
0: York call. I'm like, no, Yeah, he 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 flexed on Ray last night. I, I can't front,
2: that was it was fly. If I was, listen, if I was right, I'm a big fan of the, uh, I'm a big fan of the, uh, the purple, what is it? The purple tape, Deodoras. Yeah. So I would have came out, I like purple, So you know, as, uh, as black people, I think we need to all like purple due to the fact that it's supposed to be a color of royalty.
0: Yeah, my mom told me that a long time out, ago.
2: I would have came out royal purple the fuck up. Town bottle, town bottle, everything. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. gold tape chain, gold chains, purple finishes, white tea, my purple tape, Deodoras. I even got the purple tape in here right now. I would man, I would not stop playing with that man, but who who do y'all think took it last night?
1: honestly? I didn't get to watch the whole thing, but I thought it was just a vibe man to be honest with you, um, yeah, I wasn't
0: really putting them against yeah, each other. I think whole. it's
1: starting to become that now, like it's just more of a like a Celebrate I know some people player for player. the sport like to still like scoring and stuff like that, but I think uh. I mean, if I had to choose, I think Ghost probably got the best of them. I didn't get to see the ending, the ending uh, so much, but I caught the beginning because I was back and forth watching the tournament games and shit. So, yeah. the
0: Gu- Gucci man and Jeezy took the competitive, the competitive sport of, uh, out of it, man. Like I, don't, I can't. After that, it's more of a celebration thing.
2: It. I, I. I definitely felt. I felt very indifferent about that one because. I'm a fan of both of them, to right? A degree, but I was, I'm, I'm a very high end Jeezy fan, and I stopped I stopped being a high end Jeezy fan after he did to it, uh, after what he did to Freddie Gibbs. But um, that's a whole nother conversation. But <laughs> I was like, I saw Gucci, I, I saw Gucci do that shit. Stood up and he was like, "Yeah, you smoking all Pookie Love tonight." I put my phone face down. I said, "Yeah, I'm gonna go make me some food." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I couldn't tell I was like, you know what? We just said some disrespectful shit in this life, but like I'm like, you know, it it, it it really didn't come as to any surprise, but the fact that niggas did it while you in the same room as them, I you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're gonna say it, say it with your chest. And Gucci definitely did that. So there's a respect aspect for being able to do that in the face of your opposition mm-hmm. at the same time. You gonna tell you gonna tell this dude, yeah nigga, I smoked your partner.
0: I dig your home boy up. I bet he can't say shit. And if you looking for me, I'ma be up. Man, stop playing. That man go I don't know. Gucci Gucci, we uh that was that was, that was a uh that was a heavy moment, man. Like like it's a lot to unpack from that moment. You right. So I don't know, man. It was different. Who you who
1: you I feel? Who you feel is the I best out it. who you feel is the best out the woo? Out of woo?
2: Mm-hmm. Person that didn't, uh, person that didn't really get to live up to their full potential, all dirty bastard,
3: mm-hmm. all dirty
2: bastard. Just for the simple fact, it wasn't. It wasn't just the music. It was the personality. It the was, persona. Yeah, and hearing the stories that my mother had to tell me when, when they, my. All right, so I'm gonna put it like this: Wu Tang could have really been the end of my life. We're gonna put it like that. Wu Tang could have been uh was really gonna be my demise. First show they ever played in Houston, my dad had them, I think, on the south, uh, on the south side. Came out and be like, yo, what's up, Houston, this, that, and the other. And uh the bus was just like hard-body niggas that didn't want to hear that shit. It was always rap, it was like always rap about shit. So you got the you got these motherfuckers from New York coming out to Houston trying to do a show. Southern niggas did not have that. My mother was pregnant with me at the time. She was a few months pregnant with me at the time. My dad had her stand off the side of the stage and shit like that in case something happened. He was like, I already know that there's something going to happen. They come out. They're getting ready to perform. Uh, you're like, yeah, where you from? How you doing? And the jizz put the mic in the crowd. And it was, my dad said it was some light skinned nigga who was a nigga had braids and a white beater on. dude took the mic and was like, yeah, take that bitch-ass shit back up to New York. Jizzy grabbed the mic. He was like, all right, bet. He was like, that's how you gonna do this, Houston? That's a bet. Grabbed a bottle of Moet, shook it up, sprayed the crowd, and then threw the bottle. Next thing you know, niggas are getting chased down the highway. <laughs> my mother was pregnant with me at the time. So whenever I got the opportunity to actually sit down with my dad and talk about that story, and he even got he even called uh he even called Rizza. He called Rizzo on the phone and I actually got to talk to him. Hold the phone like yo did this really happen like yeah he's like yeah shit was fucked up i'm like so i almost so i got blame all, i got me all y'all so i could blame y'all individually for almost being my demise i'm like it's gonna start off as on some fan shit but it's like damn wu-tang really could have been the end of me and that would have been crazy to me but my mother got stories about how she was in the elevator with uh meth meth got a lot of personality her meth and OGB in the elevator farting and shit. And my mother trying to get out the elevator. Uh, old dirty bastard stealing records from the record store. Uh, it's, he got a whole lot of stories. It's it's amazing to see what that man has done. And I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to do something a little bit better. But I would have definitely, I would have definitely loved to see how uh, how uh, old dirty bastard would have went. I would I would have definitely lived for it. Word.
1: That's what's up. That's what's up. I think uh, overall what Versus did, we didn't get a chance, well, I didn't get a chance to talk about it uh, last week. You know, I was on vacation and stuff like that. So that's why we missed last week for all the listeners. But, you know, Versus recently just had that uh, that deal done with Trilla. And uh, actually what I appreciated most about that deal with Tim and Swiss is that how like all the artists who've already performed have some equity within, within it too. So that was amazing for them to pull that off. So like all forty two artists who like participated so far in the versus, they got some equity within that uh, that whole deal. So I'd be interested to see, because uh, I don't have Triller actually. So is it like a is it like a is it an app itself or? Uh, it's like TikTok, I'm a video okay. and an app.
2: What Triller? Yeah, I think Tr- uh, Triller came before TikTok, so yeah. a lot of the, a lot of the artists was really doing videos on Triller first, like. Black youngster, uh the baby when the baby was like the baby before. With yeah, I remember niggas. that. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So niggas was getting on there. I think Pop Smoke super- was on
0: there too. Yeah, a lot. A lot of people used it before TikTok.
2: Yeah. I, so that's that's where it started, and then I guess TikTok came along. And it was like, not fuck that. We got better videos. We got better filters. Y'all want to? You know what I'm saying? Y'all want to make a real? Y'all want to make videos? Come to uh, come to TikTok.
3: And
1: that was a big ordeal. So you don't really see that much from Trill nowadays. Yeah, but that's 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 real dope that they did that. Uh, they got our Earth, Wind and Fire versus Isley Brothers on Easter Sunday. I'm definitely Ooh, looking forward be, to that.
2: Oh, I'm in this there. This gonna be amazing. Facts. I'm in there.
1: That sound amazing off top. Hell yeah! Like just for just for the sport, who we who we going with in that in that battle?
0: That's a tough one, man. Earthwind yeah, like the Earth,
1: fire, Earth, fire. I feel like Earthwind oh, the Fire with Edgem. I feel like Earthwind the Fire with Edgem.
0: Yeah, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a good battle though. For real,
2: amazing. I was wait. I was honestly. I want to see them do. Uh, I want to see them do somebody versus SOS Band. I think that'd be interesting. That
1: would too. be good too.
2: Gap Band. To Gap. Gap band versus I already SOS. Got, I already got my money on SOS Band. That that. I don't care who they go up against, I already got my money on SOS band. That's that's a solid uh I think I think I've started to debunk a lot of like rap tracks, if not just like good music, based off the fact that I found I found a lot of like rap samples that you uh that that came from just SOS band songs. So I'm pretty been, sure I, Yeah, it's gonna be it's
1: gonna be
2: interesting.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure they'd be able to uh put something together uh you know i'm still missing you know i've been talking about this a lot but you know i'm still waiting for my uh C and drew hill battle but i don't think we'll ever get that so i don't know man we'll have to uh we'll have to wait and see we, we're not we're not gonna be able to see that one we're not gonna be able to see that one i think i think will take that will
2: not to discredit Drew Hill, I think. Judge oh no, I
1: think yeah, it. I I wouldn't because they both my favorites, but I definitely would. Uh, I definitely could see them coming out on top with that one. How long? Is the, <clears> how
2: long is the track list supposed
1: to set? Track list supposed to be? It's like what ten songs a piece? It's usually twenty. It's twenty. Mhm. huh. So I me mean, at the end of the day, I mean, both of them definitely got you know twenty records that they can you know hop out with, so.
2: Most
1: definitely. I'm interested to see also, like, because I, I'm kind of happy for the Triller deal, but I also had liked it when it was on Apple too because I could just listen to it like on Apple Radio and shit like that. So you know, it's still scroll the TL and engage with the timeline while battles. So they, they not on cool.
0: Apple no more at all.
1: Nah, when I checked it last night, it wasn't on there.
0: I know they was on the Versus Instagram page, but I didn't see it on. Uh, you right? I didn't see it on Apple. So Triller, so Triller, y'all, tell, you tell me Triller. Came with a bigger bag than Apple?
2: That's <sighs> what uh, said.
0: that's what it, it sounded like to me.
2: It seemed like a lot of people come up with a bigger bag than Apple. Apple might as well just give it up, if that's the case. So I, I just,
1: just feel different. like they even like with I'm surprised they wasn't able to get like even with podcasts on like somebody like Rogan or like Pick Up Button or it just seemed like they be content with where they at. You see know what I'm saying? I don't know. Or they just maybe not be interested in picking up certain deals. Cause they had a good thing going with the verses. Like, you know, people can get on the, you know, the Apple Radio and listen to the verses and still like, you know, scroll the timeline. Because like, it's kind of hard to watch it unless like you got it like you know somebody like on YouTube to watch it, like just for the video aspect. Or like most of the time, like if you're not if you don't have no access to really watch it, you could just listen to it. So that's what I appreciated about the verses the most. Like that was one of the positive things that I took away from the uh Corona like the whole pandemic was getting was getting that. Because we used to always just have like barbershop talk about like, oh, who can win this if they was to go head to head and stuff like that? Like, so
0: that's what's up. UGK,
1: UGK definitely uh <clears throat> Ooh, than, hold
2: on, wait, we're not even gonna get into this one. I'm gonna be honest with you. The homie Donnie Houston definitely was the first uh, was one of the first people to talk about it. He was like, when are we gonna get the verses with UGK and A Ball and MJG? And when he said that, I had people, uh, I had posted that, and I got people calling my phone trying to figure out. He was like, "So what are you gonna do about this?" Because now uh, he's like, "What are you gonna do about this?" And like, "What do you mean? What am I gonna do about this?" I'm like, "There's nothing really I can do." He's like, "No." He's like, "Who are you sitting on? Or who who are you sitting with?" As far as like who's gonna take the verses. I'm like it's very it's it's really hard. It's, it's, a, it's hard cool. it'll be a
0: close one. It'll be a it's close a
2: one. I don't feel like it would be a close one. I just feel like I have a lot, you know, both uh both, you know, set groups have a lot of great music. And
1: So you're rolling with the home team on that one.
2: It's it's hard. They both the home team. Even because I was born in Tennessee, but I was raised in Houston. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, we got we got artists from Tennessee that's under a Houston label, and then we got we got artists from Port Arthur that really represent Houston. So it's kind of is 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 hard, you know. Uh, I think if we want to talk about from a commercial aspect, I got I'm definitely riding with uh, UGK. Lyrically, I'm still trying to figure out because I I can't. If you can look at me and name a bad Bun B verse, I'll give up everything that I have in my, you know what I'm saying? I'll give <laughs> up all my tapes. That's a real, like, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't said this out loud to my partner. Uh, I had a Cuban, I got a Cuban partner from Florida, and he's like, yeah, Bun's verse on murder was by far one of the worst rap verses I've ever heard. Hmm. Was
0: like, murder with Sean Kingston? Huh? The murder track that has Sean Kingston on it? You said sure the same one that's. Is that the track that has Sean Kingston on it? No. What's the murder track you talking about?
2: So, uh, it was all, so, Murder off, off Riding Dirty.
0: Oh, all right, all right. I got you, I got you.
2: So, you just came in. You got you got Pimp First, first. And then, Willis Bundy, bitch, and I'm the king of moving chickens. Down, uh, I'm Willis Bundy, bitch. I'm the king of moving chickens. Not them finger licking, like that whole verse. And then the guy I thought, I had the audacity to tell me, he's like, yeah, that was a bad verse. I'm like, no, nah, dog. My nigga, you listen to like, you listen to weirdo shit. <laughs> listen, nigga listen to weirdo shit and they try and talk to me about Florida artists and this, that, and the other. He tried to debunk B-King and talk to me about how B-King stole a lot of his style from Uncle. And I'm like, no, nah, it's not stupid. Yeah. The same thing he's like yeah a lot of he's like i'm not gonna lie there are a lot of art uh, a lot of florida artists that texas had taken from me like yeah dog i'm like this night i'm not about to have this conversation <laughs> we could agree to disagree whatever whatever until you show me until you could show me that you know florida was making millions of dollars off independent record labels and more than you know show me more than trick daddy show me more than Trina, show me more than rick Ross. Uh, show me other, show me other Florida artists in the late '80s, if not early '90s, that was really doing that thing like that. To where y'all can, where you can make this statement. Until then, I got archives of music, I got history facts. I've met these artists and whatnot. You're not gonna, you know, tell me otherwise. It's just not gonna sit like that. It's not what's happening.
1: I right feel you on that. What's your favorite UGK album?
2: Definitely Riding Dirty. Definitely riding dirty. We got one day. Uh, you got one day. You got murder. You got uh, hmm, what else? What was another good song off oh, Riding Dirty? I can't. I can't recall at the top of my head. But the uh, I actually got. I got my cassette song by playing. Just got that signed like two years ago, and talking to him about how this is like one of the most life-altering albums. Whether it be, you know, uh screwed, not screwed. This just good, you know, feel-good music that you can ride around to. Don't handle your business or not. Uh, as far as like second album, I gotta put. Uh, I gotta put the actual Underground Kings album. That one was a great album.
1: That was another great album. So, yeah. So I remember you hit me last week. Well, you hit me last week. That's how we uh was able to find get you on the show because you had a uh you you had a you had some bars you wanted to get off in terms of like the uh, the two chains, and ludicrous conversation.
2: Oh, (laughs) oh, hold on, hold on. All right, so. Right now, I'm gonna be honest. I don't know who Two Chains is. I know Titty Boy. I don't know who Two Chains is. We know Titty Boy. We know Titty Boy from GTP. We know Titty Boy when he was putting out these uh, Cody uh, what was it Cody and Cowboy tapes. Uh, as soon as, as, soon as he started going under Two Chains and actually receiving that commercial success, I don't feel like we got the same artist. So I already know that. Whoever said that Luda couldn't do it, I feel like Luda could definitely come back if he if he like really sit down and dedicates his time, he could definitely hop back and hop back in the flow, uh, flow of everything. But I feel like a lot of niggas would look at it like, all right, so Luda could just put out an album. He's like, nigga, what, what are we, so what are we doing now?
0: Yeah, I feel like I mean, too much. That's that's what I feel. Like.
1: I, 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 I feel, feel like, like album wise. I wouldn't want a ludicrous album. I'm just talking in terms of like rapping. Like, if he was to hop on a song right now with Two Chains, I feel like he would outdo him.
2: Of course.
1: That was just my personal opinion. But we,
2: we, but you know what I'm saying? Right now, he's focused on his family and his artistry. So I don't think that rapping is, you know, at at that point, once you've already gotten into
0: niggas is getting a bag off of acting. Yeah, that's his artistry now. Off the same series of, all right, cool,
2: we're going to make. We, how we turn a uh, how we turn to a racing movie into a full blown action series of films?
0: Them niggas out of space now. <laughs>
2: man got man man got what he got. What was the latest thing I just saw? Man is a pilot
0: now. Yeah, like he fly planes, yeah, he and, fly planes <laughs> and shit. That nigga not rapping I mean, no more, man. <laughs> no, like real real life. Imagine getting on a flight, whether
2: you going to Atlanta or you going out of country and shit like that, and be like, we're uh. And be like our our pilot ludicrous and I'm like nigga take let me take out my headphones real quick and I'd be like, did he just say ludicrous is our pilot and then ludicrous come out? I'd be like, dog, I'm getting off the plane. There is no there's no trust factor there. I'm not about to <laughs> i to trust my life in a rapper that, you know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna just make him out to be a rapper, but I know ludicrous as an artist. I don't know this man that is like anything else. I can't see him doing anything else. Even though I acknowledge him being an actor, it still doesn't sit right with me. It just doesn't, like, I don't know. Like, what happens to the nigga with the braids, these fat-ass, lamb-chop-ass uh, sideburns? You know, shit I grew up listening to as a kid just to see this man act now, no, nah, it just doesn't sit right with me. And also, as a pilot, no, nah, that's not, No, nah, I'm hopping off the plane. I'll wait for the next one, I'm cool.
1: There's, I, I feel that same way about, like, you know, a lot of artists, like, former artists, not former, I mean, he's still artists, but like, artists who, like, went into acting, like, I just look at them, like, as, like, like, Tyrese, like, sometimes I forget that that nigga was a singer. <laughs> like, this nigga is really, like, an actor, actor now, and it's like, I forgot at a point in time this nigga had one of the best R&B albums of 98, and then it's like, now it's just like, nigga, you ain't no singer, nigga, you an actor now, like. So I can understand when people be like, man, nigga, nigga ain't trying to hear no Ludacris album in 2021, which I, I understand it. But just like in terms of, you know, they was a hop on the track together, like, I feel like he would all do And That's not to say Chains don't do his thing. I mean, he just did his thing on Benny's uh on album. So, you know, I just feel like when it just comes to like that rapping, like, I just feel like, nah, if Luda was to sit down, like you said, and like really dedicated, like just basically just get back in the gym, like. Get back in shape. It take time for an artist, you know, especially a rapper who's dedicated to his pen work. Like, you know, to get back in shape if he's been out of game for a minute.
2: Right, but what type of? All right, if, if that was if that was the case, if that was the case, i were like, all right, we gonna if they were like, all right, we gonna run this, we gonna run the verses right now. And we gonna do uh, we gonna do D T we gonna do D T P current and in the past life and they bring both artists back and I'm not sure 2 Chainz still has animosity with Ludacris, whatever the situation may be uh, and they're like, alright, we're gonna pull 20 songs and then the last, no, yeah, we're gonna pull 20 songs last song, is gonna be some new shit and like, how, how much time do you think Ludacris would have to do, you know, get in order to make that new song or cause we already know Ludacris songs but just to prepare and make a new song.
1: It depends. It depends. It depends on what type of angle he's trying to come come with and you know shit like that. So it, it would all depend. I feel like if it, it came down to a new song, Two Chain's definitely gonna
0: Didn't he play new shit during his Nelly
1: battle? He did play a couple of new tracks during his How Nelly battle. Shit
0: shit.
1: Huh? It wasn't really nothing See? I was trying to hear. <laughs> and he had
0: time for that Nelly battle. <laughs>
1: But I think they was doing more so that for like, because of the interlude and shit like that. And then, you know, Nelly had the fucked up Wi-Fi and shit. But in terms of the new songs, no, nah, it wasn't nothing that I was trying to hear. But 2 Chainz has evolved with the time and he hasn't, he was the like, that's why to me he's ageless. I don't look at him like as a, four, is he 40 something? He's like 41, 42? Yeah, he's like 43. I don't look at him as, like he's, he's one of those artists who is like a, He's just ageless to me. He's like, why is this nigga still rapping? Like he's he's a rapper who's been able to adapt with the times and like, you know, his rebrand was one of the best rebrands we've had in rap history. So as far as if it came out to a new thing, yeah, two chains definitely would 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 get him on on that tip for sure. All right. But just like if they was to help like I, I asked a question, like, if they was to do like a Like, Welcome to Atlanta remix again, like, in 2021, I feel like, yeah, Luda would get on there and do exactly what he did the first time around.
2: (laughs) Who do you think would be on that remix, though?
0: It would have to be some new niggas. I know Baby and Thug on there for sure. Yeah. I
2: don't know how that's going to sound. Is it still going to be along the lines of that, like, same beat, or are they going to switch the uh, aspect of the... The, the I think beat. You should keep the
0: beat. Keep keep the beat. Like just make it more updated. Like like how just how uh Young Bird be flipping on R and B songs. Mm. Get a nigga to flip it and make it like some new sounding Welcome to Atlanta beat. Same either way, shit. I
1: still think they would skate on it.
0: Yeah. Either way. Yeah. Hell yeah. Like that beat. Not really like a a, a aged beat. Like, nah, that beat
1: is hard as fuck. Yeah. That beat yeah. still
0: hard like today. So. You know, if they, if they was, if they was to keep the old, the same old beat, like, I, I, I feel like Thug, I, I know Lil Baby will skate on that shit, but I know Thug would do his thing on there. And if they had, like, you know, two, two younger niggas, two older niggas, that shit would be hard. Let like Jermaine Dupree, you know, do little ad-libs all over it. That shit would be hard. All right. I think I can see it. Now, now, now
2: that you done broke it down a little bit more, I, I think I can see it, though. What was the... Speaking of, speaking of Lil Baby, after listening to that little, scary, what is it, Scary Hours Part 2, mm-hmm. I was going to ask you how you felt about that.
1: Oh, I, I liked it. Like, I liked all three songs. I felt like Lil Baby did his thing on Once and Needs. Like, I like Lemon Pepper Freestyle, and I liked uh, What's Next. I felt like all of them was dope. What you thought?
2: I'm not a very i'm I'm gonna say this with all the animosity in my chest i'm not a big aubrey fan i ain't been a big aubrey fan since uh mixtape days and i'm not calling that yeah i'm not calling that man by what he want to be addressed by that man is aubrey that man's mama named him aubrey i'm gonna call him aubrey
3: (laughs) so I'm, i'm very big on
2: uh i'm very big on lyricism so the idea that this man you know I don't know maybe i'm just showing like <laughs> i was big on i'm big on fucking No, go ahead uh, and talk like, your shit man no i'm big on the uh room for like room
3: for improvement mixtapes you know what i'm saying so far gone mm-hmm. first
2: two albums was good started coming into other albums like nothing was the same and views and whatnot i'm like all right maybe i'm here more so for the production versus what you're actually saying at this point and I'm listening to what you're saying is just not resonating with me.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Versus when he did the whole like, all right, we're gonna give you this, we're gonna give you all the throwaway tracks in an album. The uh, that care package was by far the closest thing to what I wanted to hear in a Drake album, even though he didn't release this on any of, like it was uh, singles. These songs were all
1: like Lucy's, yeah,
2: yeah. So I'm like, why did why did it take me so long to put this in like a form of a tape though? That's why I sit on because, shit. One of my favorite tracks by him is "Uh Five AM in Toronto."
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I've having people on my, you know, people be on my ass about be like, "Oh, but she don't like, you don't like his music and this that, and the other." I'm like, but that one right there, it was just like,
3: man,
1: that's that's crazy. his best AM PM track in my opinion.
0: To to like, piggyback on what you've been saying, like that's kind of that's kind of why I just want to hear the the R&B type shit cause when it comes to like the rap shit with bruh like I kinda feel like I done heard all I can hear from bruh so it's like he's good at the R&B shit to me so to me I just feel like that's what he's that's what he's best at that's what, I, that's what I'm here for when it come to when it come to dog so I mean it's, like it's
2: kinda it's kinda hard to keep up with him because they putting him you know kinda hops in the mix of everything he done did you know uh, he done did songs with you know Hispanic artists. He done learn uh he uh, he done did like UK drill or the grime, you know, he don't did grime shit. He done did so this next album I'm really wondering outside of like I already know his name Lover Boy, but whoever, you know, certified Lover Boy, whatever this shit is called, like what aspect he's gonna jump into next. Cause his last album was what? He was in the UK for it? Or like uh you think he gonna take up like Caribbean accent. This next album, or, you know, he has to do something different each album.
0: The Caribbean shit was
2: 2016.
0: That was 2016. <laughs> <laughs> that was
2: views. What do you? What do you? What do you think he's gonna do now?
0: Um, and then also, I mean, and honestly. Gonna,
1: oh, go ahead. My bad.
2: And then also knowing that Kendrick drops at the same time that he drops, how do you think this is gonna work?
1: I mean, honestly. As far as certify, Certified Lovable, I don't know what to expect. I think uh, Just Blaze was on Twitter last week saying that it's like he just listened to it and he said it was like controversial, but he said it's real good. So, I mean, I don't know what to take away from it. Um, I'm anticipating he might be addressing a lot of shit as far as like, you know, the rapping and, you know, I think it'll just be a good mixture. Like, I think it might be something along the lines of If You're Reading This, is Too Late, um, which is my favorite project from him. Uh, and it turns to Kendrick Lamar, I mean, he ain't dropping four years, so ain't no ain't no telling if he gonna drop the same time that he drop. If he do, I'm definitely gonna have an ear for it. Every time Kendrick drop, I'm listening to it. So, And it's always good when, you know, all them niggas drop around the same time. I remember, was it a podcast episode we had last year? I was like, we need to have a, a release date when all three of them niggas drop the same day. Like, Cole, Drake, Kendrick, like, all of them drop the same day. So you can really just, you know, for the sports, see like who really, you know, delivered delivered a, the the project a quality project on that day. But you know, as far as as this is the only time I can say going into like a Drake release, I really don't know what to expect. It could be we could finally just probably get a straight rap album, which I doubt, or we can just get you know the heavy R&B side due to the title. Mm-hmm. But just based off of what I. Seen from the Just Blaze tweets, like you know, we'll see, we'll definitely see, cause I know, like even with, even when Drake's like you know Ascension and Rise, like he caught my attention more so when So Far Gone dropped. So when that tape dropped, it was like oh shit, like this shit is hard, and especially like you know him collabing with you know Prince and them, like with the with Houston and shit like that, and doing anything then. You know them handing the baton off the Wayne in that sense, and them carrying, you know, continuing to carry the torch, as far as that. So there's some tracks on there right now that I still like kill to this. Day. I mean, that whole tape hard to be honest with you. So it
2: is, it's amazing. Yeah. Funny, funny thing. Funny thing was about that. About that whole uh, that whole interaction. Wayne didn't even really want to hear hear Drake at first. I heard that.
1: I heard about it took
2: that. it yeah. took Jay Prince. You know, it took Jazz playing his music around Wayne. Wayne to be like, nah. No, As a matter of fact, I'm like, let me meet, dude, and this that, and the other. And then everything else was, uh, everything else was history. From there, they did the death <clears throat> They did the deal at the Derek. You know, Drake makes that known every, like a lot in his music. I don't know why. Made the deal at the Derek on Westheimer, uh, and then from there, end up doing one of his first shows at the Warehouse Live, and we haven't seen anything. We haven't seen anything like that since he did, like, Houston Appreciation Week. Mm-hmm. And I think the last time he – I can't even recall the last time he did Houston Appreciation Week. I think one of my biggest things as far as that was concerned, I was more i was more frustrated about – it, like, yeah, you, you know, he gets a whole week in Houston, but Trey can't even host Trey Day out here. Mm-hmm. And Trey has done so much for the city as far as this whole, like, relief game he's you know uh he has this whole Relief gang uh foundation angel uh the angels by nature foundation which helps a lot of like impoverished families mm-hmm. with whatever needs they might need food shelter clothes um the kids getting school supplies and all this does all this you know what i'm saying so as far as uh trade day is concerned, they'll they'll do all the events in the city, they'll do club events, they'll do go to the high schools, they'll you know what I'm saying, meet the kids, all these events, but he just can't he can't perform Trey day in Houston per se. They would have to do it in like Austin. But you got you got this, you know, you got you got this Canadian kid. You get a whole week of appreciation in Houston. they be giving they just give anybody the key to Houston. Mm-hmm. Like K Michelle got a key to Houston. The fuck is K Michelle done in Houston the way she deserves a key? You know, <laughs> so just no, like for real. Like, just be giving, giving anybody something like, all right, cool. K Michelle has a day in Houston. We give her a key. Like, what do? We, what, how do we go about this? What do we do with this? This is like the most unofficial holiday ever. Like, what do we do with this?
1: Man, I didn't know too many people with, had keys to the city like that. Like I know, I know it was like, of course, like you know, Trey. Of course, he's always been like front line when it came came to like the people that I noticed who always be front line, be like Trey, Beyonce. Of course, uh, does not see Francis still? Um, he still stay in Houston, don't he? Yeah. Steve James, of course. James Harden, of course. Um, Bun, of course. But anybody like really outside the city, I didn't know y'all was just giving city, like giving keys to like that.
2: Hey man, whatever they whatever they choose to do at uh at, at the city hall, whatever you know, uh, uh, Sylvester Turner is in there doing. That's that's completely up to them. That that's I don't know. That's their decision.
0: Y'all giving uh right? y'all giving Sauce Walker a key to the city next?
2: Man, hey, listen, there's too much. I man got too much gang affiliation. They won't let that happen. <laughs> they won't let that happen. I'm telling you. That's that's one of the main reasons why we can't. Have,
0: he's one of the main reasons why we can't have Trey Day in Houston.
2: If you mm. Google that, if you Google Al, uh, Albert Mondaine and Trey Day shooting, Sauce Walker is gonna be the one to pop up.
3: Mm. Had
2: a whole had a hole they had a whole shooting and everything like that, and yeah, that's like one of the main reasons why they can't have Trey Day in Houston. I think somebody got yeah somebody either got they somebody got injured. And they tried to talk about how Trey's music was too violent. And 97.9 doesn't even play Trey's music either. So, uh, he did a whole, I think, like like 2012, 2013, when he was uh, first signing to TI at Grand Hustle. Uh, I think that's when he did the Can't Ban the Truth tape. It was a mixtape that he put
0: out. Yeah, I remember that tape. Mm -hmm.
2: So, I think that was around, yeah, that was around the same time that, you know, everybody was trying to get that lifted at 979, and, you know, 979 was not trying to have that, so I had a lot of animosity with the radio, I haven't listened, I officially haven't listened to the radio since I was in high school, I always keep, you know, my ox quarter went whatnot in the car just for that specific reason, and people like, that's petty, but that man has done way too much for the city for us to treat him the way we treat him, so, or the way y'all treat him, but... Like I said, you know, he, he gonna have he. When, when it's all said and done, we appreciate we appreciate him for everything that he does, and hopefully, not only does he get a holiday, but they also give him a key to the city. I'm hoping for it. But sauce, sauce, definitely not getting no key to the city.
0: I meant to ask you earlier, how do you feel about like his overall impact on Houston, and what would you put him at as far as that like man,
2: that man has. Same way people talk about how like Wayne is birthed a generational artist, or Gucci is birthed a generational artist. This man has literally started like promotion tools, biz- like as a businessman and an artist. This man is amazing. Promote he goes to different, he'll go through different states, and he's like, "I'm in your state." I'm like, "I need, I need some of the hardest artists He'll promote them. If not, do a song with them. If he likes them, uh, if he likes what they got to offer, he signs them to TSF. Every nigga in T.S.F. has that same face.
0: That
2: yeah. T.S.F. right now is like, I think like 12
0: deep. Yeah, it's a lot of them. Oh. It's a lot of them.
2: Yeah, you know, J-Rag, Rizzo Rizzo, L-Train, Sauce Walker, Peso Peso. Uh,
0: Sancho.
2: Some, some, some Puerto Rican nigga named Sauce, uh, Sauce Lizzy, some shit like
0: that. Yeah, you got so, Sancho Sauce. Sauce,
2: Sauce Sauce Gohan, it's a whole lot of artists, but as far as like forefront, he's really doing it right now. I can't. Even, I'm not even mad at him. I'm waiting for this next take. These last three songs that he just put out, uh, uh really like embody ghetto gospel. Not just like niggas hopping on the track and singing about pain, but really rapping about their
0: yeah. Pain. He he really rapping on them on them on them ghetto gospel tracks.
2: So this next album, if it's not all ghetto gospel shit, I'm gonna be heated because that's what I'm looking for.
1: That's what's up. So let's transition to uh another topic. I know me and you talked about it last week. I actually meant to uh, hit you back, man. That was my fault on that. Uh about the uh the last snowfall episode with uh Leon and everything. Now we done transition to the new episode. And so like what what we thinking so far with the whole Franklin Man Boy and Scully situation. I like me personally, man, like I and like I've always made this known, like, Man Boy's been one of the, like, low-key best characters on there, but now this story development, like, I feel like, man, he wasn't wrong in that situation, man, in terms of, like, basically telling Franklin, like, you put out a tweet uh, the other day, basically telling him, like, how he, like, you know, subtly told him, like, basically, like, how he was a hoe for the whole situation, mm-hmm. how he handled that, so. Yeah, he hold him out. But shout out to Snowfall, though, man. They writing has still been on, been on point so good. far, though.
2: It's good. It's still good. Um, I'm going to say this for one. Leon should have finished the job. There shouldn't have been a hesitation. You you, you know what I'm saying? You out here selling dope to the community and shit like that. You're already shoot, you shooting up cars. No, fuck that.
1: Why would you shoot up another car if you know you got kids in the back? That was dumb on their part. Yeah, that was yeah. dumb yeah. on was, their that
0: part. Was that was dumb on their part.
2: So that was already one.
0: You got your boss's girl and his child in the back. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> exactly. Niggas were stupid for that. Two, if you're going to shoot up the whole car, and you you know what I'm saying? You, got, you have to finish the job. I think was traumatized with the fact that, I understand, like, knowing street niggas, the rule has always been no children and no kids. Nowadays, the narrative is completely changed for whatever odd reason young niggas are just doing whatever the fuck they please. But in that aspect, I really, I would have been like, yo, like, finish the job. Nobody's going to go back and speak. You stood there and you let Shorty see your face and everything, she's, you know, in distress, her baby is dead, she's seen your face, she's seen your partner face, now, you know, and then also to know they caught you on the fact that your fingers, were, uh, your fingerprints were on the shelves, you know, you just moving very sloppy, you're not moving, you're not moving how, you, how Saint needed you to move, mm-hmm. because you got animosity towards Saint for, you know, whatever happened with Kevin and shit like that.
1: Yeah, I felt like that shit was cheesy, but
0: It was that was a. I feel like the whole like uh Franklin setting up the whole Scully man boy shit. I feel like that was a uh, that was like my only like flaw on the show. Franklin too smart. Franklin way too smart to even set some dumb shit like that up.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it was done out of sense of panic or you know he was urgent to like you know keep his business keep his business flowing like fluently and shit like that. But I I don't think Franklin the way we known him for the first three seasons.
2: Would have set up some shit like that. It was out of de- I, it was out of desperation. If he really wanted to, uh, if he really wanted to do, I'm gonna I'm put it like this: it would have been bad writing if they had just executed everybody the way they did. Like he could have called Reed, and Reed could have had some shit set up, and everybody as soon as they got into the warehouse, they'd be like, "Y'all could either speak, or y'all could shoot it out." And he'd be like, "But other than that, I'm gonna go ahead and leave." And then the whole warehouse could have blown. And you're like it would have been bad writing if they were like, all right, we're going
1: to blow up the warehouse. But yeah, 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 for sure.
2: You know, or you could have had Reed set up a team with, you know, shooters up top. Niggas could have been up top and just sprayed down on everybody. Yeah. I don't know. I get it for bad. the show that, like, like, you know, I get it
1: for the show, like, everybody can't go that
2: early in
1: the season, but just in terms of, like, how it it boiled down to terms of, like, Scully and Manboy having to... And now, look at it now, now nah, they done came together off a of tragedy. So now he got both both of them on his ass now. So just in terms of the whole like, oh, I don't give up my people. It's like, bruh, man boy done 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 push so much shit to the wayside because of Leon's fuck shit. You see know what I'm saying? And Damn. now his niece is dead and you on some shit like, oh, I don't give up my people. But oh you wanted this I understand, man I understand,
2: like the aspect of the loyalty there. I get it. At that, at that point, I would have had to kill you.
1: That's that's the only way. That, yeah, that's the way I would have looked at it. And in my opinion, he should have listened to Louie, You see, know I'm saying just like she was just like Franklin. Like I get it, that's your boy, but this is up. fucking a business. And this and kind of, and if you wanted to go out like that, like just like his dad, his dad killed his brother. Mm-hmm. You see, know I'm saying like you know that because he said the Panthers wanted to torture him, and I didn't want it. I didn't want that to happen. And this man had to kill his own brother. You see, know I'm saying so. In terms of with the friend, I didn't. Yeah, I felt man, boy, and it's like, bro, like this man don't let too much shit slide. And even then, remember, like they wanted him to get rid of Wanda, but that was personal, and he still did it. Like he was like, oh, if you want our product, they was like, oh, if you want our product, you got to get rid of Wanda, and he did that. Right. So for you to not even, and that was less. You know what I'm saying? So for something this is major, like you didn't want to get. It's like, all right, man, like what type of shit Franklin on, man? Like you picking and choosing. When to play this card? So I understand. Somebody also made a tweet yesterday. Was like, uh, they should kind of do what they did with Avon Marlo, and Stringer, like kind of transition Man Boy as to the main character. And I wouldn't be against that, cause I feel like his character development has been so good, and I'm glad they didn't fumble his character development. A lot of shows they fumble certain characters' uh development as far as the show, but I wouldn't be against nothing like that.
0: So I mean, but we, how far we, would you tell a story, though? Because you just got this season and maybe another season. For a man boy? Yeah. I mean, it kind
1: of be like on the same terms of Marlo. Like, either he going to... Marlo,
0: Marlo came, what, season three? Season two? Season three. Season
1: three?
0: Well, that makes sense, then.
1: That makes sense. Yeah. Season three, so... And
0: what, what? This is the fourth season? Fourth. Yeah.
2: You think he should... I'm pretty sure they're already starting to write next season up already.
1: Oh yeah, for I'm, sure. I'm
2: more, I'm more than confident it's already in the works right now.
1: Oh yeah, this is definitely going to be a, a, a five, six season type show for sure.
2: I feel, I feel like somebody. Uh, hmm, I feel like somebody close to saying gonna get popped, and that's what's gonna really like forefront the. Nah, fuck that. I feel like Mel is gonna make a comeback out of somewhere.
0: I feel like that too. She has to.
2: It has to, it has to, you know, I feel like something might be eating at her conscience and she might actually go talk to that reporter, the reporter going, you know what I'm saying? Like, Shorty sure been asking a lot of, I understand that's your job as a reporter, but it's like, you really pissing me off right now.
1: She been trying to get info on his yeah. damn pops, like, yeah.
0: <laughs> you know that I, shit ain't going down. She so went went to, um, so like, to, the, to the news people with the whole spread out, like, trying to get shit yeah, with Reed
1: and all that shit. Have, mm-hmm. You gotta have the uh, you gotta have the board set up and
2: show them everything that you got. That way, you know, they stand solid on uh, and be like, "All right, well, if you're gonna do it, do it all the way." I feel like Teddy. I, I feel like sometime in the season, Teddy gonna end up running into her, either her her running into Teddy or Teddy running into her. Oh yeah, her. for sure. And then Teddy's like, "Nah, this gotta be like uh uh how how bro in the first season like found the earring and everything." He's like, "Bro." If you if you killed it, just tell the truth, or whatever the situation was. And we're like I guess I gotta kill you too, just to keep you quiet. And all, all of a sudden, now we got like, we got more bodies missing.
1: More bodies. And we're,
2: looking, we're looking for the we looking for the DEA agent. You mm-hmm. don't know. We're like presumed dead. Fuck it. All of a sudden, the reporters start digging up shit. Somebody comes to drop off some information. Uh, the, the 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 DEA agent comes to drop off information. Like listen, you are gonna do it? Do it all the way. I'm hoping. I'm hoping Teddy gets her out of here somehow. I'm hoping that office gets burned down or some shit like that. I'm hoping for it.
1: That's another character that got to stay alive, too. Now, Reed's character has had a crazy jump to this yeah. season, bro. Them boy did a great Like, he ain't with the fuck shit this season. And I appreciate that because, like... He, realize, the...
0: he realizes a lot at stake right now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, he really ain't with the bullshit. you can see, like, he really got to tap into, like, okay, like... I really just gotta start knocking motherfuckers' heads off, cause I ain't really with the shit. At the same time, too, I appreciate how he's handling. It also, because I feel like had this been season one or two, he kind of would have been like on the. I think he kind of would have kind of tried to separate himself from him, but he know he need him, cause he ain't got nobody else. His ex wife right. turned on him, like his brother. He can't fuck with his brother no more. So, and on top of that, also is muscle at the same time, too. So, I feel like them two make a good, make a real good team. Like I would like to see them survive. Survive the season, but we'll we'll definitely if any like for sure, Man Boy and Rita are the two characters that I feel like gotta stand stand tall through all this shit. Anybody else? I guess I don't want to see no spinoff with Leon. I don't want to see because like yeah, Leon don't need nothing else. Yeah, right? Leon don't need nothing else, man. Because it's like his like and it's like realistically, if you want to be real, he should not be alive. Honestly, but I get it for the show and. You know the relationship with him and Franklin, like I understand it.
0: He's not gonna survive much longer, though. I feel like he's gonna die this season.
1: Yeah, I saw the preview I'm for the next so. show
0: and this nigga going off on Franklin, and I'm
1: like, bro, I know better, bro. Like, ain't no way this nigga got the nerve to want to go off on Franklin with all your bullshit. Like, he don't listen. He hard headed. You see know what I'm saying? And it's like he lied, He let a lot of that shit stem from Wanda, though. You see know what I'm saying? Like, I understand it's your girl. she's gonna-
2: emotional. Being emotional, you can't yeah. be emotional in the you can't be emotional in the dope game. That's that's really what got uh, that's that's what got Kevin killed too. Yep. Trying to, you know, what I'm saying trying to go down there, and be like bro, like he's with his child right now. We could set up where to get him and all that. He's like, no, nah, fuck that. I want to do it right here, right now. And we're like, that Shane was stupid. Wasn't, yeah, that Shane was, was not letting it happen.
1: Yeah, that's stupid. Was, like, like Saint was selling him.
2: Saint could have tackled him. There was a million ways that shit could have went, but they were like, nah, bro, gotta go. They were like, so, got shot in his leg, and he bled out through his leg. Mm-hmm. And like, never heard of some shit like that, but okay, fuck it, we gonna lay ride. But the part that, uh, I'm gonna put it like this. It's season four. This animosity that Leon has towards Saint, where was that? All the rest of the, uh, season three. That's
1: what I was saying. That was my biggest question, bro, with the whole Kevin shit. Where that's why I felt like that part of the writing was cheesy, because it's like this motherfucker ain't complaining at one time about Kevin all through season three. You see him in the bar, man, it's a and I was like, you see, been. you see also and Reed in the bar now, now it's a fucking problem. Like that was one. That was that's my that's the second flaw for me with show. <laughs> yeah, there was no, for them like, to have for no. them for their beef to stem like that, I rather they beef has stem from the fact, like nigga, I was the one out here. Putting in work while you was in rehab and you was getting your shit together, like. But
0: they, they was going with that, but then it went some other way. Yeah, it so. went
1: some other way. The the, the biggest thing is the whole when, Kevin when, shit. When like. Franklin
0: first came home, he was like, uh, Leon was like, I'm, the project's is going too good. I can't be a personal driver no more. Yeah, like, that, like, so I don't know, man. It's it's a lot.
2: I would I would if. That. The part that also put me up, there was like no, there was no cut scenes to where it's like, all right, Leon was going to check on Kevin's family. Mm. Or there's no, you know, no cut scenes
1: where he's standing at his grave, mm. like with a 40 or some shit like that, and just like sitting there trying that's to talk to That's a great fucking him. point. Yeah. You
2: know what
1: I'm saying? I'm t- like. Right. That's yeah. why I can't really buy that shit. Exactly. It's a flaw. It's, it's a, it's a, a, it's a, a flaw. Writer's flaw. It's a right as flaw. Flaw within that. Like if they would have had some cut scenes of him doing that, like that shit kind of fucking with him, like I can understand it. I can understand it a lot more. But, I mean, shout out. For this show even to be on FX, and not to say FX hasn't had great shows before, but they really they really maintain the standard, and they actually up the bar each season with this show. They haven't fumbled it. So that's a good job, like, for them to do that. Because I know if it was, like, on HBO, they would have knocked it out the water. You see what I'm saying? So for them to ha- maintain a rep- reputation as far as, like, Having a great show and maintaining it, they've done a great job so far. But I'm definitely locked into the season more than any other season, dog. And we done hit the midway point now. Like, so we done hit episode five. We about to hit six. So that's w- this is when shit starts to really like transition and shit.
2: What do you What do you think about uh? You know what we didn't bring up, bro? Bro, who got told to walk the beat? He's like, you're not on the case no more.
1: Oh the uh the, cop? the yeah. cop Well he got sent to uh another division. He got yeah. sent to He a, might bro. pop up again. I
2: feel, that's why I'm like, all right, you saw how Andre was like, no, nah, we're not we not we not gonna set on this until I get everything. And he sent he sent him into uh Saints house in the hills or whatever. Got all the got all that information. The Saint was like, no, nah, fuck that, bro, you gotta die tonight. And yeah. this bro yeah. took all the paperwork, right? wiped the, uh prints off the gun, put it in his hand and everything. And like, and you're like, all right, well, shit, you killed my partner.
1: He and didn't give a fuck about Andre, Andre you, bro. You're
2: like, yeah, dog. You not, I understand that. All right, you are like, all right, you not paying me no more, and now you got me fucked off in my job. And we're like, yeah, we got, we got to come see you now. He
3: but fucked that, that has, up.
2: That's why I'm, I'm hoping, like, I'm feeling like it's gonna pop up at the very coming to the last like two episodes of mm-hmm. the season he gonna just mysteriously pop up. It might be like a cliffhanger
1: there. type going into the next season.
2: Yeah. And like, all right. Uh, uh, I feel like that's how either him, him and Mel, I don't
3: know. My mind, my <laughs> mind is working like a million different ways that's yeah. like how I want this shit to go. How I want, you know, what I want to see in this, that, and the other.
2: And like, all right, no, I'm gonna be disappointed if it doesn't go that way. But nonetheless, the show is still good. I like it for what it is. Uh, And hopefully if they if we get a season five, I'm hoping there's a season five. I wanna see the actual expansion. I wanna see them take those trips, get on these flights, if they even show like a flight montage or show them like what if this nigga Saint goes to uh what if this nigga Saint pops up in New York? Mm -hmm. and then you know Saint trying to
1: expand this shit.
2: Saint Saint meets who, you know, Saint meets who Supreme was.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Or
2: you know what I'm saying? Like there was a whole, a whole series of uh, kingpins in the '80s, as far as like New York was concerned. So it's was like, if we can meet, uh, if we could merge these stories, and it kind of drag off into like, all right, we're expand, we're still moving throughout the states in order to expand this product and make this one of the most, you know, make this an opportunity. I feel like that. I think that would be cool. But there's a lot of there, there's a lot of. uh there's a lot of holes in that. Like, what if Saint gets caught? As soon as you come out the air, like you hop off the plane, you already getting arrested. You feel I me? Mean? Yeah,
1: I feel like that's where Reed comes into place. Cause for him to keep that file, you know, with you know pictures with all that with shit, him and Reed, like it's gonna come a point in time where they even have. Like I even saw a preview for the next episode where Reed was telling him, like, "Damn, I never would have thought it would have got to a point where you let the emotions, like, take over what you really needed to get done, like business wise, like." I feel like they're gonna have to, they're gonna butt heads more coming up in these next couple of episodes. Cause it's like I understand, like I understand where Reed coming from. Like, look, shit, look like he, look like he did his ex wife. It's like, bro, like I can't fuck with you. Like, that man let a drug, a drug operation, really like look at his wife. Like, on, some, like he could have easily been like, you know what, you right, I'm gonna step away from the shit. It was like, nah, dawg. like this business at the end of the day, this is what I'm doing with my current life, and you fuck that shit up. Because you didn't like what I was doing, no, I can't fuck with you no more. It it was nothing. Mm. He's just like, nah, you gotta go. So, what I appreciate about Reed is like he knows how to balance out the emotions and the business aspect of it. Like he keeps the business first. So anything that gets in the way of that, and he moves smart too. Like when he told, like there even guys- when he, even when he kidnapped Oso, you know what I'm saying? He told him like, hey, like I had to do this because you was about to go do some dumb shit. If we gonna do this shit, we gonna do it the right way. Right way. Yeah, niggas,
2: niggas went in there surgical Niggas went in there uh, uh. soon I saw it, I think I was I was hella hyped Just enough Not to realize That that was gonna be like The last what Like five minutes or No not even five minutes Hell like yeah the last two to three minutes
1: That was one of the and best then, scenes
2: Niggas was in the crib Real surgical Stop playing with that man That nigga <laughs> got popped Poked
3: around the corner Was like Yeah that shit hurt But I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep shooting Yeah <laughs> I in the crib And then fuck around
2: And uh and then they started pinning to like niggas running out the front of the crib. Yep. And also in the back seat. Boom. Nigga said, no, nah, fuck this bullshit. You gonna look me in my eyes, I'm gonna choke
1: you to death. Yeah, but choke you to death, yeah. Come
2: on, dog. Great scene. It was short, but it was a great scene. Great scene. Just <laughs> how it moved. Everything, the movement of the scene. You didn't have to have no crazy camera angles. It was just like, all right, we're gonna going we gonna hit this block step and boogie. Boom. Shoot, shoot, shoot! Get in the house. We shooting shit in the house. People trying to run out the front. Also, clean up in front.
1: Ended. That the, shit was the fine. Yell, the
2: yell, was him. Him yelling was unnecessary, but that was stemmed from just like anger. So I can understand. Yeah, the like, frustration. Got adrenaline going. You just, you just killed a nigga with your own hand.
3: Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying?
1: The main, the main one, one that killed you. Yes. Killed him. Yep. But yeah, they they definitely doing a great job. So I'm definitely looking forward to. I be locked in every time, 10 o'clock. So, you transition to another topic, man. Um, you know, we... This is a topic I definitely wanted to talk about on this week's show, because I've seen it's been taking a lot of... Uh, it's been raising a lot of conversations, like, on social media. Um, you know, we had the white guy who killed eight Asians, and it was in Atlanta, Georgia, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, RIP to them, and, you know, condolences to I was they, in Atlanta? I think it was.
3: Damn.
1: Um, condolences to them and their family, you know... Uh, in these like massage parlors and stuff like that. Um and you know that's that's crazy because you know I actually I go get my feet done sometimes, you know, to an actual uh spot that's ran by Asians, you know. So I even thinking about that, like damn, what if I was in that situation? But in terms of like the overall aftermath of it, you know, stop the Asian hate and stuff like that. What what I don't like is it seems like every time like another minority group Gets attacked by white people, we have to be the superheroes in terms of like, you know, having to come to their aid to help them fight that. And it's like, nah, like this is a white supremacy problem, like this is a white terrorist problem. Like CBS gonna run a, well NBC gonna run an article saying how black people can be allies to Asians against, like nah, dog, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? How can like, we this, be
0: allies? We don't we, we the ones
1: allies. getting bodied by them too. Like what the? Because fuck? they don't
2: want to, they don't want to have to address, they don't want to have to address the fact. It's about account- Honestly, it's
1: about accountability at the end of the day.
2: Facts. It's always been about accountability
1: at the end of the day. And that's why I asked him, like, where's the article to the white people who's doing these killings? I'll never see y'all put the mirror to them, tell them, hey, y'all need to fix this shit. It's always, we, we gotta be, like I said, man, like, others love themselves, black people love everybody. And that'll yeah. always be our fucking demise, like, at the, that's part of it. Like, why we always got, we the most oppressed, but we gotta be the most forgiven. And I never understood that shit.
2: I mean, we don't. We don't have to.
1: No, we don't we have, have to.
3: to.
2: We really don't, but we are because I I think I think in the standpoint of like you endure so much pain, you know how to. When you endure a certain amount of pain, you know how to you reciprocate. You know how to reciprocate that, but you also know how to output love. So I can understand us being, you know, what I'm saying we could be supportive, and we could be loving at this time together. And they, they they've noticed that. They've already picked up on that narrative. You feel me? So that's the reason why it's always all right, what can black people do to, you know, help what can black people do to help Asian people? Like,
1: and that's why I, that's why I feel like that's a
2: what can we do as a whole? Fuck fuck the bullshit. What can we do as a whole to make sure this shit doesn't happen again?
1: And I feel like that's a negative thing. I feel like they use that, they know because we are loving people, we ain't we ain't never been no hateful type people. True indeed. But at the same time, too, you can't use that as leverage every time some shit happened. You know what I'm saying? Also,
0: the whole like ally, that, the ally lane to me is like, oh, oh, it's so weak. It's weak because it's like, all right, yeah, you know, in a perfect world, we should have allies. But in reality, it's no allies. Like, yeah, Mike can go get his feet done, or you know, he can go get his you know pedicure or whatever. But I've seen hundreds of videos of agents beating up on on black women in these nail shops too. You know what I'm saying? I've seen hundreds of videos of, you know, mm-hmm. us being, you know, uh, you know, targeted in these in these these in neighborhoods, in these, these, certain these neighborhoods, neighborhoods. These neighborhood corner stores and the hair, hair supply stores like I've seen us, you know, get followed around. So it's like like are are there's no ally to us. though. So why do we always have right. to be an ally? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like
2: you you see you see it more on the internet than in real life. Everybody, you know, everybody has this very strong social and political voice on the internet but the moment you get them in public it's very quiet for them mm-hmm. there have been black you know what I'm saying there have been black people to die behind their political voice I don't really see too many Asians dying behind their political voice as far as like speaking up on their situation or black you know black uh, black lives and uh, it's, it's as I said it's mainly done on the internet and I think that's because I guess I guess that's like a safer outlet, even though the internet is a fucking terrible place. I feel like that's a safer outlet because mm, people could just hit the comments and type at you, versus you being out in public and speaking publicly to the people and at some point you gotta worry. You know, if, you, if you're if concerned about your life and you happen to walk away from the event, what's saying that somebody don't pop you before you get back to your car? Mm-hmm. Who's to say somebody doesn't arrest you and you end up, you end up in a cell with no phone call and You know, just forgotten about, or I mean, not forgotten about, but like people are searching for you. Who's to say these things? You know, these things, type of things happen any other day. My like, there was a there was young boy, a boy was like, dude, dude wasn't that much younger than I was. I think he was like twenty twenty one, and I I I follow uh, I follow and actually speak to one of his his, uh, homegirls, and he was murdered. And he was murdered, and like the body went missing, and all these things. And we're still, you know, we're still trying to search for this young man. And every time we were trying to spread this awareness, it was like, that's not my issue. That's not my issue. Like, they don't care about the, you know, they don't really care about these young black, you know, black women and men until somebody like puts it on a forefront. What does putting a black person's picture on the cover of a magazine do for helping them? Mm
0: hmm. If, on, I, if George was, I'm George Floyd, i not sure. I'm
2: not sure they put uh, they put Bre- uh, Miss Brianna on the cover of a magazine. I'm like, all right, I, I understand the idea of raising awareness, but it seems like we're always raising awareness. There still hasn't yeah. been done anything done to these police officers. So, it's like, it, you know, it's terrorists a,
1: a, a lot of this shit. A lot of that shit is performative, and it, and it goes back to like at the end of the day, like surface level victories. Like, me and Mo, we talked about this on the show before, the surface level shit. I don't care about George Floyd and Breonna Taylor being plastered over these publications. I, like, right. we passed that. we done that before. You some know I'm saying? What are you actually doing, like, within integrating your businesses, making sure you have more black people in certain levels of positions? Like, you know, when the, Which, NBA, hey. when the NBA and the NFL, they come out, they make these statements, but yet and still, you might not have, like, you know, the Washington football team just had the first black NFL president of a team. You see what I'm saying? So, in terms of, you know, it's the commercials. I'm done with the commercials. You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't care about the commercials no more. Like, we we passed that. It's just like you know, they just feed us the surface of shit, and they go back to doing what they're doing. You see what I'm saying? That's why I say don't don't play. You got to pick a side because this shit is real life. At the end of the day, you see what I'm saying? You can't straddle the fence with shit like this. It's like either you in it or you not. Because at the end of the day, when when uh when Chris gets killed by a white cop next week, it's going what you gonna do? Continue to do the same revolving cycle? You see know what I'm of saying? Course. Like this that's, is a continuous thing. Cause it's it's
2: uh it falls in lines of like instant gratification. Mm-hmm. It really does. We can talk and be like, i like, well, we want justice, and be like, well, we're gonna we're gonna plaster their faces everywhere, and we're gonna talk about police reform and all these things. We're gonna talk about it.
0: There's no real action behind it. This is why I, I, I'm with uh I'm with Mike Brown's father and I'm with uh, Tamir Rice's mother because they speaking out against. Um, yeah, I was gonna ask about that. The Black Lives Matter. They, rose, they raised over ninety million dollars, and Mike Brown's father is like, "Well, where is money going towards? Because right. you know we 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 the ones that really have to deal with this pain and trauma every day." And it's like y'all get paid for it. You know what I'm saying, so that's why he demanded twenty million dollars from because it's like we we are, we are we are even allocating y'all funds at that these donations like and, and whatever, and then uh, Samira writes that's uh, Tamir's mother. What? He's like, well, I don't appreciate how these it's, it's the same group of people that show up every time a black person's killed, and there's no progress being made. Like my son was murdered, Tamika Mallory, and my son, the rapper, comes up and. You know they 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 do they, it's like a tour. They just go to the next person. As Soon soon somebody else dies. Like they're there on the, on on the front lines and quotations. So it's like I'm, you know wh- what are y'all really doing at the end of the day? Are y'all just pacifiers? Or are y'all really trying to make shit happen? You know what I'm saying? I just
2: read I just read the same uh, I read something similar to that about Sean King on Twitter. Uh, I think it
0: was yesterday. Right. Yeah, I'm like. I don't know. I'm like, why, why?
2: We keep giving people, we give, we keep giving these people outlets to try and speak and be a part of something that they really are. Right, so I'm going to put it like this. We ask for, we, you know, we ask for help. We just get unnecessary help. If we don't ask for help, and it's like we continue to try and bring, you know, we kind of uh, uh, try and we have this aggression towards people. In a sense of, y'all are not y'all are not angry enough for us, and I can understand that because it shouldn't it shouldn't be just us out there on the front line trying to figure out all right what can we do. But as you said, you know, as you said before, they don't really care for it, you know black people. It's 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 never been it's never been like. Damn, what's what's the best way I can say? So I'm gonna just say what Paul Moody said. You know, everybody want to be a nigga until it's time to be a nigga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or everybody want you know, everybody loves black influence, you know, but nobody really loves black people. Yeah. So
1: I mean, we see it. Like, it's the most impactful culture in the world, bro. Like, everybody wants it. And that even, that's, a, that's another conversation even with the Asian, because I seen, like, you know, to stop the Asian hate, and somebody crossed it out and said, no, stop. Like terrorism and shit like that. That should be the mm-hmm. conversation. That's why I say when I see NBC run an article talking about being no, fuck all that. Where's the article to the white people? Most likely a white person ran that article to y'all. Put the mirror up to y'all and say, what the fuck can it's never that they always seem to find a way to eurostep the she, the foundation of the issue. But
2: the moment that the moment that if that comes out, the moment that comes out, that's a big social issue to them. All of a sudden, they're the targeted, uh, they're the targeted uh, uh, race.
3: Mm-hmm. Or
2: they're, they want to make themselves out to be the uh, the minority at that point because they're being targeted for not taking accountability. Mm-hmm. And, you're like, and you're like, well, we... And you're like, I'm a white person. I didn't kill Yannick Sir Serb. Like, that's not the point.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That's not the point. You're not... You're completely blown by the fact that you're like, a group of Asian people were killed by Caucasian men. Y'all
0: he he still, he Black still get the benefit Asian. of the doubt, That's like. It. And like, yeah, let's, hey, let's he was getting called grade. a kid, like they was calling him a kid on certain articles. They talking like,
1: about what he did on Friday nights with his family and shit. Like, yeah. who not care about no even, shit the, like that?
0: even the sheriff that pulled up? Was like, well, he just had a bad day and
1: a bad. This day. is what resulted
0: of him having a bad day, and it's like, well, a nigga don't get that benefit of having a bad day and killing eight people, and it's exactly. just he had a bad day. Like you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, like you say, like you know, the mirror, uh, a big old mirror need to be need to be put up in front of these people so they can, you know, know what the fuck really, what it really is. And they know it, but it's just like, they control these outlets, so they, of course, they gonna, they can push whatever narrative they want to push. Mm-hmm. So, you know? It's, I don't
2: know, it's a very poor narrative. We still, we, I I, I feel like we still gotta continue pushing, we gotta continue to fight for it's it's one thing to focus. Uh, it's one thing to focus on everybody else. We really need to focus on what we need to do as far as what we're doing in our communities. You know what I'm saying? We need to focus on what we got going on in our communities before uh, we can start focusing on how we can help other people. Once we figure out what we need to do for ourselves and what we need to do for our communities, then maybe, just maybe, we can start helping other people. Like my uh, my partner just talked to me the other day. About same same situation. He's like, he's like, you see how everybody get. You see how how fast America can be distracted. I'm like, what you mean? He's like, we still got kids in cages, my G. He's like, police officers are still out here killing people. He's like, um, you know, shootings are still active thing. The motherfuckers still got to wear masks in public for COVID. He's like, uh, he's like, I can't, re- he's like, I can't, re- I can't even tell you the last person that passed away from COVID. I'm like, but well, he's like, yeah, everything is happening so fast.
1: Shit. Yeah. They just had he's
2: a, like, do we ever get a moment to really analyze one situation, like one trauma before they, you know, before we're bombarded with the next trauma? They're like, how do, how do we, how do we move forward? How do we tackle and grasp each, uh, how do we grasp and tackle each? each of these social issues and, you know, like I'm like the immigrate, the immigration one ice and whatnot. I don't know how we're gonna do that. That That's something that's something that we really got to take, you know, they got uh, uh That's something that we, we really got to sit down with like a whole city, like a city worth of people to get under control. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people that you know are not going to agree with what we, we got to say, but nonetheless, we need to say what needs to be said. And uh, I don't know. There's 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 a lot of shit. Like people still there's still white people mad about Trump not being president right now, and they're doing petty shit in their businesses or whatever. Like it's it's a lot of like it's it's a lot of bullshit going on.
1: I feel like I, it's I, always going to be some. There's always going to be something, but like you said, is there ever going to be a time where they take it and just, like, focus on one other thing? It's just, like, it really wouldn't matter if they did because it's going to be something following up right after that bullshit. Like, Miami just had a state of emergency because all these dumbasses was packed up shoulder to shoulder on the beach, you know, and it's like, dog, like, we still are in a pandemic. Like, I get it. Like, you can still do your thing traveling-wise and being safe, but, like, this shit is real out here, and I don't think people really understand, like... How serious it shit? Even like, you know, they say even if you get the vaccine, it's like, oh, I still got to wear it. I mean, like, yeah, nigga. It's like, I remember I was on Bunny's live yesterday. and He was having a conversation with like his brothers, right? So he asked him, he was just like, so you do know like, why would you wear, because his brother's under, one of his brothers under this belief, like, you know, if, what happens, whatever happens, happens. But it's like, if you know you could be asymptomatic, right? Why would you go to some, like your mother's house knowing that she might be at high risk of getting COVID and not wear a mask. You see what, right. what I'm saying? Like, this shit, <laughs> why would you do that? You see what I'm saying? So, I think a lot of people are, I think people are fed up now in terms of, like, you know what, I have been locked right. down, I've been in the house, and you know, I haven't been able to do it, but it's like, bruh, like, that's only been a year, though. you probably been alive, I'm just throwing it 35, 33, 28, 27 years. You didn't have to deal with that, because you had to sacrifice a year. It's like, oh, you fed up with this shit now. But this shit is still going on. You see what I'm saying? Like my grandfather and my grandparents, they uh they both decided to take the vaccine. You see what I'm saying? So they you know, they both doing well and stuff, but it's like, you no, know, my grandfather, he's still gonna wear his mask. You see what I'm saying? Like my grandma's still gonna wear their, wear her mask and stuff like that. Like that's why I have me personally, I haven't been over there as much because I don't wanna possibly I can be I haven't fortunately I haven't been uh haven't caught it. You see know what I'm saying? I'm fortunate not being able to call it but that doesn't mean I want to put them in a situation where I could possibly pass that shit on to them. You see know what I'm saying? Right. Or how do we know? And that's just probably their own research that they may have done on the vaccine. I have my own personal like the vaccine does it protect against these new strands that they got running around out here. Shit like that. You see know what I'm saying? So it, it it's a lot of things that people really gotta uh take into consideration when it turns to like how they moving out moving around here and shit like that. I know Texas, I, think, the, I, I know down there, y'all lifted the band, uh, the mask. Oh,
2: hold on. Yeah, let me, hey, hey, first of all, I'm going I'm to take, take the moment, I'm going to take the moment on this, uh, on y'all's outlet, if y'all w- uh let me say this. As a fellow Houstonian, I say this wholeheartedly, fuck Greg Abbott. Fuck his wheelchair, fuck that nigga not working legs, all that oh, shit. Man. This man out here, Clinton Pete. I I said that with a whole heart. (laughs) This man is really out here. He was like, all right, so. We went from being confined to saying, hey, you know what, fuck you. Y'all keep asking for Texas to open back up. Y'all want to go to the clubs and be stupid and shit like that. Well, people are literally that fucking stupid. Say, you know what, everything else is open. Everything is back open now. Nah, this feel like a setup. Fuck that. All of a sudden, everybody want to wear their mask all of a sudden. It's like, it's, it's no different than being a child. Like, you tell a child not to do something, what they gonna do? Do the opposite. Exactly. So he was like, nah, fuck that. Everything's open. Nah, this, feel, this doesn't feel right. Let's go ahead. We're gonna continue to mask up. We're gonna continue to go places with our mask on. But, it was like, I think, I think, my, my partner said it best when he was like y'all really out here listening so niggas niggas talking about you want to listen to a nigga who can't even stand for his own state
3: <laughs> oh man
2: we was being we, we, he, we was real we, we was letting that man have it we was gonna uh 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 the the homies burner twitter was on fire that night this nigga made a whole playlist talk about uh fuck greg abbott with like he put one-two-step in there, Cupid Shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> like, we was real life, we was like real life disrespectful. And it's crazy because the playlist was like uh uh three hours long. It was like three hours long. And the, the playlist actually was crazy how it like, he's like, just start on Shuffle. He's like, tell me what you like on there. I'm like, I didn't hear too many songs that I did not like. Yeah, he had dell's rolling in the deep. We was just like, it, it was just, it started, started off funny. And then it just end up being a good playlist. I'm like, damn, this is crazy. But um, yeah, was, I don't know. That man, that man is that man is wicked.
1: I don't know. I, I don't see why. But well, we've seen we probably, seen we seen a few of y'all uh, like uh, people in charge with showing their ass lately down there in Texas. Uh, Terry Cruz was another one showing his ass when he when man, they had that whole shit go down too. So fuck fuck, fuck that bitch nose motherfucker too. <laughs> This nigga, this nigga ran off to what, Mexico? Yeah. Because, because his, his daughter, his daughter wanted a vacation.
0: Y'all guilt trip he, he had a yeah, guilt trip and came back, back though. <laughs> when the fucking when the ice dropped, out, yeah. Outside, Mexico he should have got punched the out in, in the in the airport.
2: Man, going to Mexico. We supposed to be on a relief mission. Yeah.
0: People, get, people got in car accidents on the highway in Dallas. People died in
2: Dallas. People got in the car accidents here on the highway, trying to drive home and shit like that. And you didn't tell me you' off in of Mexico. Mm-hmm. Stop. <laughs> stop putting, stop putting these political figures in position when they don't give a fuck about us. But it's always gonna, be, it's always gonna be that because both parties yeah. are forget. It's never for the people.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I, to, I told somebody this too. I said, I have no real political ties. I keep up with politics, but I have no real political ties. I'm 25 years old and I've never voted. And he's like, "Are you registered?" I'm like, "No." He's like, why not? I'm like, for one, regardless of who wins, we're not going to see the change that we need to see. We're not going to see the change until we have somebody who's actually, like, who's actually for the people. And we really could have, we really could have uh, really had, you know, AOC or we could have had Bernie, even though I didn't, there was certain things that I didn't necessarily agree with as far as Bernie was concerned. Uh, like free education for everybody. That might not be something for everybody, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And then to know that as a as a Marine Corps veteran, I gave I gave valiant service in order to get free education. I was like what the fuck am I here for? If everybody can have free education? Mm-hmm. And the moment I made that known, it was like I was so selfish to say that out loud. It's like no, oh, these are the, you know these are the these are the sudden truths that come with that. So it's like you can be frustrated about it, I'm but
0: you really know not know what I'm saying. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? So there's uh there, there's a there's a
2: lot that goes into it. It would have been cool, Bernie Bernie on his last legs. So to have this man in the office, he are like one cough, bro, you you getting sent to the afterlife. You cough just the wrong way. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. And then COVID is outside too, so it's like nigga, we would have to protect the president. like, you gotta protect the president as it is. Like this nigga gotta be in a bubble, literally in a bubble. You gotta travel in a bubble if that's the case. Get you on know, Air Force One, we gotta surround wrap the whole plane down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Lysol, Lysol cans everywhere. Hell yeah. You only get, you only drinking bottled water, no glasses of water and shit like that. So, you know, yeah. whatever the situation may be. But as far as having, like, no real political ties, I've, I've paid attention. We haven't seen, there's no real change. The people make the changes. We make the, as the people, we make these changes happen. There's no political figure that's ever done anything on behalf of of uh, uh on, on behalf of us that I could say all right well this was so much more
1: significant. Niggas in niggas in New Orleans are still recovering from Katrina. Yeah that's wild that's and that was sixteen you know years ago.
2: Saying, like that that's that's wild to me. That's that's very ill. So I don't know. We we got be the change we gotta be the voice we gotta be the heart of not only our cities we gotta be the heart of our states we gotta be the heart of this country we gotta make things happen we gotta be very forward active uh you know law enforcement can try and stop us whatever whatever but we're gonna keep talking we're gonna try and continue to keep this narrative open as far as like uh social justice and uh hopefully at some point we actually start to properly organized that way we can get everything that we want and need to make, to ensure that we are not, us, our families are safe, and uh, we could, you know, make sure that everybody that comes forward in the future. Should I want to hope that, you know, I want to hope that some somewhere in the near future, probably in my early 30s, that I can have my firstborn child and not have to worry about, you know, raising this child in such a, uh, like, I already
1: know that we live in such a fucked up place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like I I feel like, like that's something... Yeah, I feel like something, like, in terms of, like, our generations, like, we probably wouldn't see. It would be good to see, but it'll, it'll have to come down to the generations after ours, because it's like, it's still some of that... A lot of that racism shit running through. You know, is that some shit that's passed down? You know, so... Hopefully, man, we'll we'll be able to uh, see some change, like you said, within some time. But realistically, the way, especially the way the world is, because I think the whole world change now, especially with this corona shit, it ain't going nowhere. You see know what I'm saying? So yeah. that, I mean, that's why there's a vaccine for it. It ain't really, you know, all it's doing is just make you immune to the shit. So this is something that's like set in stone now. Like the the shit change So you know, I want to well, get y'all opinion. Oh, go ahead, my bad. Go ahead. We
2: really had the opportunity to uh we had the opportunity to stop all this. Trump really had the opportunity to stop all this when they first started seeing it, in, what like late this late December before we actually started coming into twenty, you know, coming into twenty twenty. And then twenty twenty being by far one of the worst fucking years ever, just because <laughs> yeah. we were we were uh restrained to so many things due to the fact that the strain was uh uh, uh spreading so fast. People had to you know, people were buying Lysol in cases. Uh alcohol companies start alcohol companies started making fucking hand sanitizer. I'm still using hand sanitizer that smell like tequila. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Like I can't <laughs> I hand sanitizer down here smell like tequila and shit like that. Like, but I'd rather be safe than sorry.
1: I feel you on that. I mean I was I, was, I think I think within the next what? I think we within like the next couple like months we'll really get to see if they're gonna take this shit serious like in terms of like trying to quote unquote drive this curve down. But you know because they 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 was trying to make some wild predictions. I never believed like oh the world can open back up around the summertime. Y'all said that shit last year, man. Mm-hmm. So it turns it turns that to shit, that man. That shit ain't that shit ain't gonna happen, man. It's
2: supposed to keep us in fear. Big farm about to listen. Uh, Pharmacy's getting what? My my ex shorty used to work. Uh, no, my ex shorty works as a. Uh, she works at a clinic, and she told me when when we had the like ice fall and shit like that, they were like the the vaccines in the clinic got damaged, and it's like a thousand dollars per vaccine. And luckily they had such an amazing insurance policy to where they can get the vaccines replaced and everything like that. Mm. I'm like, you not know like there's so much money in medicine. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. We it's too know much that. money on oh, the
2: tables. Yeah, yeah. So and I yeah. can't and I keep trying to tell people, we're starting to, you know, a lot of people I'm starting to see more people eat CMOS. Moss and they take their, you know, their turmeric and ginger sauce and all these, you know, all these other necessary things. Uhhuh. And it's like I started recommending people to go watch, like, Dr. Sebi videos and listen to Dr. Sebi and all these different things. I'm like, y'all are still out here listening to... What, what was that What was that one... Somebody was talking about some white doctor talking about if you wear black clothes or... Uh, I don't even remember dude's name. They said his name on Twitter. I looked at it. I was like, that don't concern me. Because I eat... You know what I'm saying? I eat my moss, I take my ginger and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I legitimately haven't... I haven't been sick. Legitimately sick. Since, uh I think, 20, 2018,
1: 2019. Yeah. So... It was around the same that. time. Yeah, it was around the same time frame for me, too. I had, like, a real bad cough, like, early 2018. I said that shit used to keep me up at night. But, like, outside of that, nah. But you're right. Like, in terms of, like, having money tied up in medicine, like, all this shit... Like I said, this shit is a revolving cycle, man, like... You know, like you said, it's it's you know, to keep us in fear at the same time too, you still gotta move smart. So yeah, we are definitely interesting to see. I wanna get y'all opinion on uh the whole Deshaun Watson situation. What y'all think about that and how that's unfolded. Like when I first when I first heard the accusation from the one the one woman like off the rip, I was like, nah, I don't believe that shit, man. Like, you know, like the timing of it of it was off and you know, like, right. you know, just wanting to come at the money and then you know the conflict of interest with you know the guy who's representing him being neighbors with the team owner, and it's now it's like twenty-two women that came out about this man. He's been mass deleting tweets. It's like it's looking real nasty for Deshaun Watson, man. So I know you being so, yeah, you are you a Texans fan? No, nah, they got a they
2: got a uh, a racist on team. I stopped being listen. I stopped being a fan. Uh, I well, no, stress that I've never been a Texans fan ever. Oh, okay. I've never been a Texans fan. I got I got a family of like, I'm gonna put it like this. I got a family that's half Texans, I got half Dallas Cowboys, and then me and my grandfather on my mother's side are Eagles fans. Okay. So it's like whenever we come in the house there's already a lot of animosity. But uh and then also an Oilers fan. I wasn't around you know, I wouldn't I'm not old enough to really know too much about the Oilers, mm-hmm. but watching these with with my grandfather really put me up on game. But uh, yeah, the t- I, I I I don't know this whole allegations thing. This is honestly this is my first time hearing about this shit. I thought she was gonna bring up the whole PJ leaving uh, Rockets thing, but knowing that this man, you said this man got allegations, you like twenty plus women. Yeah, I don't, I, I can't I can't I, I don't really have no comment on that. That's you know that's not really my fight. uh, if he, you say if he's, he's out here mass deleting tweets, he definitely got something to hide then, you know? I mean, they go, they, people gonna dig through the internet and find, you know, the internet is forever. So those old tweets that he was deleting, all those tweets that he was deleting, they still gonna end up finding those. So, whatever, uh, I, I just hope his attorney is good, niggas get to court, start backtracking.
1: Yeah, because he I mean he came out, he came out and denied the allegations the first time it came out. But then like it was just more women have been coming forward about him like uh like being um you know sexual harassment like during at massage parlors and shit like that and all this bunch of things. I think one of the uh the guy who's representing the women, he posted a text message thread in one DM and then in one of the text messages he was apologizing for making the woman feel uncomfortable and shit like that. So it's a real Real eye opener, and it's just like I don't know, man. Like especially like with this whole thing, it's a lot to unpack, man. Especially like with him trying to get traded out of Houston this whole time, and it's just like you know, an outside looking in. Yeah, we can say he's been a stand up citizen ever since he's been in Houston. Like never been no problems, but now it's just like more and more stuff come out. I I just have to wait and see how this shit unfolds to be honest. So,
2: so the allegations start. Ooh, excuse me. So the allegations start coming as he's preparing
0: to leave. Yeah, as they literally they they it's, about to get close to him like getting out of Houston and then all of a sudden this happens. So it's like Yeah, you I'm know. about
2: to say I'm like that sound that's it, it sounds
0: it sounds sketchy. It sounds very skeptical. And so. then the lawyer, the lawyer that's representing all these uh, all of these women, he's like, What is the neighbors with the owner?
1: Friends as well. He's yeah.
0: friends like they're friends with the owner. So it's like all right, even if it was a situation going on to where Deshaun might have been, you know, maybe aggressive with some females. Was there like a, a overall plot to protect Deshaun this whole time? And now that Deshaun's leaving, now it's coming, you know, ahead. Yeah, like, it could be nasty. It's on a, both it's a ways. bigger, it's a bigger picture. It's that, a bigger picture. Is that, that that's how I'm looking at it? Like obviously, there's a bigger picture here. So it's like, was they always in cahoots to protect De, to protect Deshaun? And now that he's trying to leave, they don't like how he's trying to leave. So now, you know they want to put his business out or. You know, uh,
2: that's, that's that's always going to be the case. That's always that's the uh, that's the that's the bad ex-girlfriend case. You know what I'm saying? Everything was cool. Everything was cool and aesthetic. We were doing our thing. The moment you say, you know what, this isn't working out. You know, they bad mouth you to their friends, they family and all that shit. And they just make you out to be this this huge piece of shit. So uh, I'm not going to say it's expected, but I'm not surprised. That you know what I'm saying, but this is this is you know, I, I don't think I've ever really seen it in an aspect of like, all right, well, I got you know, got these women coming forward with sexual assault allegations and whatnot. I'm not saying that these allegations aren't true, uh, but at the same time, timing and situation, you know, circumstances being placed in front of him, mm-hmm. you know, so it's.
0: It's, it's weird. It's weird. weird. It's, it's weird. weird.
1: And I didn't even think about that angle that Mo brought up in terms of like, you know, this been going on, had the Texans been protecting him this whole time, but now because he wants to be out, you want to expose this shit? It's, it, it really is a bigger picture because we never even even heard of no shit like this with Deshaun. You see, his whole tenure there. You see what I'm saying? So, I'm a, I don't know.
2: I'm going to also, also put it like this. Y'all see that then black, y'all see how they did in black. Y'all say how they didn't blackball
0: JJ when he said I was ready to go. Yeah, they got him out of it though. Mm-hmm. They did. They did his name a little bit though. They did. So you know, we we not. I'm not gonna say we
2: gonna make this a race. Uh, I'm not gonna say we gonna make this a racial thing. But when you have when you got such a you got you got uh, uh, an elite athlete such as you know Deshaun, like I don't know. Who else you gonna put in who who else would they put in position to be, you know, quarterback for the Texans?
1: I mean, they that's why they just had signed Tyrod Taylor. They signed it to like a one year deal for thirteen million. So so I
2: don't know. But I thought that
1: that was before the allegations had started to come out. I guess they was preparing to like move on from man, they, feel, even the even even the president said that, you know, it was time for them to move on from Deshaun, you know, and shit like that, but they still been holding this man hostage, so I don't know. Now that this shit done come out, other teams might be leery about trying to trade for him amongst yeah, these like allegations. It's,
0: it's a, that's why I say it's a bigger picture because, all right, let's say like all of this shit is 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 a facade. Like you know, I'm not I'm not negating none of these these women's allegations. So what what happens if you know Deshaun somehow give him under all of this? His his stock his stock like it 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 take a tremendous hit now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So like a team might not want to give a team might not want to give him three first round picks for. You know, somebody like with, with all these allegations on him. So they don't know what he's going to do when they get on his team. So now it's like, you know, you don't, it's, it's, that's what I'm saying. It's a lot that goes a with lot. this. Like, it's a lot.
1: We ain't never seen nothing like this in the instant where a franchise quarterback wanted out. Now all of a sudden allegations are coming out about sexual harassment, uh, inappropriate touching and shit like that. So it's, it's nasty, man. It's nasty. I'm just interested to see how this shit play out, but I didn't know that you um you brought the PJ Tucker shit. Like I didn't think that would have really been I'm, a big thing for you, man. <laughs> to be I'm, honest, I'm very, I'm
2: very I'm a the 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 in the last what year year and a half Texas sports been taking just like a fucking haul on me, man. I'm telling you, like it's 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 hurting. Breaking up the <laughs> Astros. You know what I'm saying? The Rockets breaking up, Texans leaving, all sorts of shit. I'm like, I might as well be a Dynamos fan. We got a hockey team and a soccer team. Nobody <laughs> talks about. I'm
0: about that to Astros situation Dynamo was nasty. That Astros situation Aros was super nasty. Fan.
2: You know what I'm saying? I'm not watching no more Astros games. I'm not no. I'm not watching no Rockets games. PJ, you know what I'm saying? I saw. I, I think the funniest shit I saw. They had a uh, they had dudes leaving the locker room with all sorts of sneaker boxes and shit. They were like, yeah, PJ gone for good. I'm like, dog, don't do this. I'm like, it's not, it's not gonna be the same. Going to the sneaker summit and not being able to walk past dude and be like, nah, you you my size. I'm gonna need your I'm gonna need those shoes off your feet yeah. right now. I think y'all you know got what what a I bright mean,
1: future. I, mean, I think y'all got a bright future though, like with with uh Kenya Martin's son, Kevin Porter Jr., Christian Wood. I mean, obviously y'all still been losing games, but I think those young those three are really going to be, like, the staple for y'all going forward. I know Victor, I've been hearing Victor Depot one out. He want to go to, like, Miami or something. Of course, John Wall is there. I would keep John, honestly, like, to transition into the new guys. I think, uh, I'm
2: going to put it like, uh, I'm going to say this, and I've been saying this for the last however many years, whenever people bring up the Rockets, it seems like they always talk about they always want to bring up like 94 95 rockets and their expectation for these new te- for this new team and it's very unfair they keep bringing up like yeah let's bring back the 94 95 rockets in this area like we're playing with a completely different uh uh we're playing in a different man
1: the generation. league is different now
2: yeah so <laughs> you're not you're not getting the same you're not getting the same aspect from what you used to watch you could be a fan say you're a fan. Go watch the game, enjoy yourself, but stop making that unfair expectation. Even then, like that's that's a lot of like that's like being a little brother. You feel me? Mm-hmm. You got this. You got this older brother. He's done all these things in high school, and now your parents are looking at you like, why can't you be more like your brother? That's unfair. That's some hateful. Like that's some hateful. I I, I would I would never. If anything, I would never tell somebody to be like somebody else. Mm -hmm. you are you for a reason you have a certain uniqueness to yourself you bring you bring something different to a table but people expecting you to be exactly like you know somebody else that's unfair so um, who
0: did who did who did PJ get traded to um, was it the Bucks yeah he went to the Bucks Mm.
2: what's the Bucks gonna do Mm
0: -hmm. who you got winning the chip this year
2: I don't, I don't know, man. It's just I don't know. It, like te- Texas sports right now is not my big forte. I'm trying to stay. I'm, I'm trying to keep off. Uh, I've been trying to stay off the ESPN app and shit like that. But Twitter brings everything to me. So <laughs> that shit. It's, it sucks. Shit sucks. So I'm like, I got. I got focus back on this music scene and shit like that.
1: Word. word. Uh, so what? What? What you got coming up as far as like? Uh, Music, I know you like you said, you've done the pop up shops. You got any type of like events coming up that you might be doing that again, or what you got going Uh, on?
2: 420, uh, 420 show. If anything, uh, currency supposed to be in Houston, so I'm gonna go see currency. There's Houston artists like Young Deji and D Flowers that's supposed to be performing, so I'm gonna go see them and try and document them. But as far as like the future is concerned. We're still trying to line things up to have an official space for the Houston Hip-Hop Museum. Uh, I talked to the curator, Shelby Stewart, about uh, about advancement and, you know, trying to help her find spaces and how we could start to put out merchandise or something to where, like, constantly doing pop-ups in the city to where people will come out, spend money, we get the money for the tickets, and that puts forward for the actual, you know, for the actual space. Mm-hmm. There is... They keep they keep, uh, they keep expanding the Museum of Fine Arts here in Houston. There's always a new segment within the museum. It's, an, it's a beautiful museum. But you mean to tell me a black woman can't build a hip-hop museum in her city? You know what I'm saying? That we have enough space downtown to where, shit, you can give us a strip center. We can bust down all the walls in the strip center and have that whole strip, strip center filled with nothing but like Houston rap memorabilia and you know, uh, like all sorts of like, just to know that, like I got all sorts of fun facts. Houston rap fun facts: Lil O was one of the first artists to have a Destiny's Child feature. Um, yeah,
1: that record is actually hard. <laughs> that record is fire. You know,
2: can't stop. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, the young stars knocking pictures off your walls was actually a crisscross beat. And Jermaine Dupree even made that known. Uh, what's it called? chameleonaire winning the Grammy, being one of you know, one of the first platinum selling artists from Houston to do that. And then uh it's a lot. We got there's there's a lot of history behind the city and whatnot.
1: Yeah, y'all you definitely know? a staple. Y'all are definitely a staple in uh in rap, man. So I know y'all y'all history just go way back and it's very like It's a lot of quality shit. You see, what I'm saying. I I gotta get. I know I've been telling you, man, but I definitely gotta get out to Houston and come fuck with you, man. Yeah, yeah, get out there too. Come
2: on, come on. We got we got barbecue spots. We got uh, beautiful. That's the first. That's the
1: first place I want to check out is y'all barbecue spots.
2: Oh, definitely. I gotta get you. I'm gonna take you to Burns. Uh, I'm. I've been trying to. I've been trying to. I've been on this thing lately. I haven't been eating pork. I've been taking pork out of my diet. Okay. And uh, I'm four months without pork, so I might just have to take you to the vegan spot too. Oh, I
1: ain't fucking with that then. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't fucking with it. You gotta take like, me I'm, to the. You could you could just yeah, drop me off at the other spot and go do your thing at the vegan <laughs> spot. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take you. I'm, I'm gonna take you to
2: Burns, and you know, you get your fill for uh, you know, brisket sandwiches. Word. Jalapeno you know, uh, sausage sandwiches, shit like that. Word. And I never
1: had I never had the uh, brisket before, so I want to check that shit out.
2: Oh alright, so we we definitely gonna get you set up at uh burns and be like, listen. i will be like, bring it bring half that bitch. Bring bring it, uh, we're gonna we're gonna sit here, have a smorgasbord, we're gonna sit down, uh just let you dive into whatever you wanna get into. So ribs, uh chicken sausage, pork sausage, boudin, all sorts of shit. We're gonna make sure you're nice and fed.
3: We're yep, appreciate yep,
2: yep, that. Yep. I'm telling you that uh the pro you gonna look at yourself afterwards and be like, Yeah, this this is definitely we're gonna have to get back to the gym after this one. <laughs> we like to know. Well shit, my shit be
1: running all so damn fast, it probably will make a difference, but I feel you. But
2: uh the vegan spot, I'm telling you, if if I were to get you to go to like Houston Sauce Company, it's uh they got these they got vegan chicken sandwiches. That's made from uh I think it was made from cauliflower. They they mashed a bunch of cauliflower together breaded it perfectly and everything and niggas was like i took my partner there and he was like yeah this is a fire chicken sandwich and everything i i had him sit in the car i went and got the food and he just got in the car uh got in the car and he started eating. he's like damn this shit is great i'm like did you know you're eating cauliflower right now because he's one of those dudes that like you you seen the tweets where it was like if a nigga ever gives me uh buffalo wings and i bite into it and it's cauliflower i'm gonna murder somebody <laughs> he's, one those, he's one of those types of dudes so when I sat him down and I told, I, I waited till he finished all his food. I was like, you know, you said the whole cauliflower uh, sandwich that wasn't chicken. He's like, dog, stop playing with me. And I showed him the receipt and I showed him that uh, the Instagram page and whatnot. He's like, I'm not gonna lie, shit was fire. I'm like, I know it was. You just going to you know, switch up the uh, switch up the tempo once in a while.
1: I feel you, man. I feel I might, I might take you up. I might take you up on it. I'm on my Chad Johnson shit when it comes to shit like that, man. I don't go oh, as, as far. I don't go as far as him, but I feel him on that shit, man. I feel him.
0: He never had no injuries, man. Yeah, never had no injuries. That man out here wholeheartedly eating McDonald's.
2: I'm like, oh. I'm like.
1: Oh. I, mean, so I built a callus in my body. <laughs> I never had. He's like, how, how long you been doing the vegan? You got injured. And, and now, you know, it's so crazy when he was having that conversation with Cam because I remember even before, this is like probably like a year and a half ago, they actually had an article about how Cam had started getting more injuries after he switched to the vegan diet. And I was already shitting on vegans from the joke. Anyway, I was like, see? See, you fuck around. And you started sure.
0: doing this shit. Lost, all, he started, lost all them nutrients. And, and he
1: started getting all these injuries. I'm not... And of course, I'm joking. Like, I'm playing around and I'm being serious at the same time. But it's like, you know, people do their vegan thing. That's cool. Like, me, I, I have more than the Chad Johnson type. mentality. So my, my go-to fast food is like more so like chicken sandwiches and shit like that. So... You know that 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 usually be my thing. I'm I'm still gonna eat five guys. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna go get that shit. I'm gonna Ooh. eat that shit. So that's that's how I'm rocking, man. You
2: you rocking with five guys? Five
0: guys is
1: amazing, man. I don't like how niggas yeah, trying to. You, hey,
0: come get this water burger. Stop playing. I be hearing a lot about so, that water I be burger, hearing a lot
1: about that shit, man. Water
2: burger is the motherfucking truth. I I'll put
1: that up. In, uh, I put that on. And I won't dispute it because I never had any
2: burger spot. If you take me to any burger spot in America, I don't went to, I was out in California. We done had In-N-Out. We done had different burger spots out there. Trash. Garbage. I put money up. I'll take out, I'll literally take out my savings and put money on the table. Like, I got all my money on water burger. That's how I stand on it. Word. and niggas was like nah stop playing and we're like no, nah, if you if they bring back they got burgers that they they do like limited time there's these limited time burgers and I think one of my favorite burgers is a mono, it's uh, called the Monterey Melt mm-hmm. so it's uh two patties two slices of uh white cheese I don't, it's not Swiss I can't I can't recall exactly what cheese it was but white cheese uh, sauté was it provolone red pepper sauté Monterey With with jalapeno ranch on it, a side of fries and a large, like, root beer or some shit like that. If you're in a Dr. Pepper, then Dr. Pepper, whatever, whatever. You can't fight that. It's a good, it's a good, that's like, everything just sits together. It sits properly. It tastes good. And, you know, they were like, I done had niggas come from California and be like, Whataburger is trash. I'm like, bro, you got to fight me in the parking lot, bro. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you gotta fight me in the parking lot. You can't be you can't come down here and say no blasphemous shit like that. There's three things in Texas we know. There's Bibles, burgers, and pistols. That's it. <laughs> Bibles, oh no, excuse me. Barbecue, uh, bi- barbecue, Bibles, and pistols.
1: Gotcha. You can't take
2: church, you can't take no church. You can go anywhere in the state of Texas, you can't go nowhere without saying one church. There's like churches paraded all throughout Houston. Barbecue top tier. can't fight it. Got you. And then, uh, guns? Joe, Joe, Joe Biden, now you're tra- talking about, yeah, we're taking guns from uh from the citizens. It's my right to bear arms.
1: Yeah, that ain't never right. happening.
2: We, You know what I'm saying? The homies got a few. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got guns here. It, it's it, I feel like it's necessary, honestly, especially with what's going on this day.
3: day, yeah. day
2: it's necessary, but you gotta be smart about how you you know how you move with it. If you if you own a pistol, at least know every know everything about that pistol, know the gun laws, uh, make sure you have your license to carry, you know what I'm saying? concealed, uh, you know, all this all that other shit.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like the homie just installed a uh the homie got, like when I brought up to this house, this man got like eight guns. He got an install. He has a, a pistol holder, a pistol holster indoor on his car. He has the discreet on hip joint. He got secret compartments in his house in case some shit goes down.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: He's like, I'm not paranoid. He's like, I'm thoroughly prepared. There's a difference. Got a you know you know the little stash 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 uh, away books. That yeah. Having hollow centers. He got a Bible. He opened up the Bible. The pistol is sitting right there. He was like, uh, but he, I think that's like one of my favorite out of all his guns he got like a pearl, he got a pearl handle on it. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, cause this one's my shepherd. I'm mm. like, why you call it the shepherd? He's like, cause uh, it's going to send you to be with the Lord. You keep fucking around. <laughs> he, he, like same
3: thing with like in the Kill Bill scene where Shorty was trying to, uh, yeah. force her
2: and she had the gun in the box. Uh-huh. Uh He got a, uh, got a box of the, the Travis Scott Reese's, uh, Reese's Puffs. Yeah. The box is empty. The pistol is in the box. <laughs> That's it. This man, you know, he got compartments all throughout Word. the house. He record... Hey,
1: niggas 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 gotta be niggas gotta be on this shit. You you an hour behind, right? Yeah, it's what? Uh what time is there? It? Yeah, it's like eight here. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I probably would not have no uh no jet lag issues, man. But yeah, mama definitely come out there and fuck with you, man. I appreciate you coming on the show, man. It's been a long time coming, you know. So i I was I was glad to finally get you on this shit, man. I appreciate you being on here, man. We was ready to run our
2: mouth. You see, I came prepared you know what I'm saying We got everything.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and your history I, too. Really that was the main reason why I wanted to have you on here because I know you a hip hop like a real hip hop historian. I know a lot of people like to throw that term around, but like you got actual ties like within your family and all that shit. So you know I appreciated you dropping that uh, knowledge and that Houston culture on the on the pod today, man for sure. I'm glad to be here. Thank y'all for
2: having me. Sure. I'm gonna have some. Uh, I'm gonna have some Houston-based, you know, what I'm saying Houston-based rap gifts and whatnot ready for you when you touch down. We're gonna send you home with like, we're gonna send you home with a bag of uh bag of water burger. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we got motherfuckers we got we got we got papados in the por- uh uh in the airport. It depends on what airport you come through. Mm-hmm. They got Papa and water burger in the airport. People get on their flights and leave Texas with all sorts of Cajun food and water burger. Had a whole flight smelling good. And then get home and be like, I don't care if the burger is cold, I'm still eat this motherfucker.
1: Word. It's that good. <laughs> Word. You got any shout-outs?
2: Um shout out to y'all first and foremost for you know letting me come speak on y'all's outlet. Uh shout out hip hop, you know, uh hip hop, Houston Hip Hop Museum, Shelby Stewart, Donnie Houston Podcast, um, all Houston legends. Uh, Big House Archive Just, you know Shout out my people So uh, we, we, you know The future is You know, the future is here We got many things to come And uh, Oh Also To any Texas sports teams Get y'all shit together Please <laughs> I got my I got my Astros fitted on Because my hair My haircut looking busted But I really should have just Wore this whole backwards But We'll, we'll figure it out another day. Hopefully hopefully they can get it together and uh, hopefully we see some championships or, you know, something significant from all these teams. But until then, I'm about to go to a Dynamo's game. Y'all going to see me in an orange jersey watching soccer. I don't even watch soccer like that.
3: So,
2: <laughs> y'all see me at a Dynamo's game. Just, you know, let's let's be easy and let's go Dynamo's. <laughs> all
1: right. Well, you got anything else you want, want to uh... – Nah, sure. I'm
0: I'm I'm trying. I'm ready to y'all to Houston, man. I need to you know, tap in, man. For <laughs> real, you know man. what I'm saying? Come shop, come eat, come enjoy yourself. It's a beautiful place to be. You know what I'm saying? Take a day
2: trip, go from Houston to Galveston. Bless y'all, hit the water and shit like that. Go get some uh, go get some good seafood out in Galveston. I'm Oysters, with that. All sorts of shit.
1: Word.
2: Hopefully, y'all come in crawfish season. I'll have y'all sitting at the table and be like. We got uh we got two, three pounds per person. Let y'all, you know, get down on a few be- uh, pounds. That's per more most
1: speed. That's more, I ain't that's really am I, I no with the seafood. seafood
0: so I'm with I'm with that. I never had crawfish neither, so I'm with that. It's good. People it's it's a monotonous project.
2: I mean it's a it's a very monotonous process. You got this little you know what I'm saying? You got this little crawfish. you gotta break the tail, peel the meat out of it and everything like that. And they were like, Well, you doing that and you were like, It's too much work for just that little piece of meat, but I don't know, it's good. It tastes good. So people get full off like a pound and they're like, Damn, like how did this happen? You know? And it's yeah. that small and you're like how did it happen? Shit, you don't even have to get crawfish. They got they do full like full boil bags with like a uh, uh, soft crab. Right.
0: Yeah. Up. Yeah, we got that they, popping around this way.
2: I just uh I just saw one of the homies told me he was like, Come to the crawfish boil, he about to do a Crawford, uh crawfish boil. He just ordered lobsters. This nigga about to throw a full-blown lot. After he does the crawfish, he going to uh, crawfish boil the lobsters. Mm. So, I think I might have
1: to go get me a lobster for that one. So, i see like about that. Yeah, man. I well, appreciate everybody, you know, tuned in, hanging in with us. Uh, you know, always shout out to the YouTube subscribers, SoundCloud, iTunes, you know, as always. Appreciate everybody doing their thing in the city, too. As always, shout out to everybody in the city of Charleston. You know, and you know, we just always keep this thing rolling, man. So, you know more like how we say all the time? Yeah,
0: man. So, if you hear anything on this episode to get you in your feelings, always remember.
1: We're just some messages.
0: We out.